day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Welcome to episode 15 of Shop Talk. It's Talia Appreciation Week, and we're covering her big episode from season one, episode 18, titled Homefront. Um, I'm Jennifer, your host, and then this week I have Nikki as a co-host. Hi, everybody. So it's a shame that this was Talia's big episode because it was the end of the season. And by this, by big episode, we mean like there was just a lot of backstory shared about her. And then she was abducted kind of like, you know, put into the back of the truck. Nothing bad happened to her, but we thought so. Thank God. Um, but I mean, at this point, like they had to have known that Afton wasn't coming back for season two. So I like would... maybe it was written and planned for it to be the end of the season, but I don't know. I would think that it was, def- they definitely knew. Yeah. Um, but then it's like, it's always like that what if situation. Like on one hand, did they always plan to have this big episode with her towards the end of the season? And that's where they were going to take her character in season two? Or was this just a way to wrap up her arc and that's it? Mm-hmm. So like it says there's articles about like when she left um, and they're like, August, September of 2019. So maybe they didn't totally know because Nyla doesn't even come in on the first episode. So no, maybe they had to. She comes in on episode four. In episode three, four. Yeah. So maybe and they had like time, they had to find someone. I don't know. Yeah. Cause I was thinking about the end of season one after she goes through with telling Gray um, that she lied. She has this whole um mini arc about what's gonna happen to her now with the hearing and then it gets thrown out there that she might um to keep her job that she might have to work for IA yeah and kind of be the eyes and ears in that station which she's really not happy about she really doesn't want to be a snitch on her friends but then it never really gets explained at all in the finale of what actually happens yeah they kind of just dropped it and then we open up in season two and the only thing we find out is that she took a position in ATF. Mm-hmm. Well, and John's kind of like alone on the call. Like, where is she? It was just kind of weird. Like the way that they dropped it. Like, um, I think they could have explained it better in the premiere. Yeah. If they didn't know she was leaving, but maybe they already had the episodes. Well, they, they had the ri- episodes written out, but then they had to add something in there just yeah. to close that door but I wish that we got to see more of Talia Shine in season one I do too yeah she was such a good character like and I thought she was a really great TO for John like yeah for his first kind of what six months or whatever for six months Mm -hmm. um so we'll kind of start off with the news um there was a San Diego comic-con at home panel hosted by TV guide that happened on Saturday and Sean Ashmore and Rosalind Sanchez were a part of the fan favorites panel. And like, while they were there for different shows, Sean was there for the boys. Rosalind was there for fantasy Island. It was cool to just see some of our favorites, like participate in the event for fans. Nikki and I also had a fan fave from Chicago PD in it. Yes. Jesse Lee soccer. And like, there was a one moment in it that, is the closest we'll probably ever fucking get to a crossover and i'm oh just God. relishing on that we um, can build headcanons from this one line 
I already have like some of Jay the and Tim know like each other. Mm-hmm. Like storyboarded. Yep. Military Jay background. Jay and Tim from there. like those two shows. And then Eddie Diaz from 911 knows them. Yep. And Mouse. Yeah. He's in I've, there too. I've got the crossover like storyboarded in my head. Some of it. Like of who would work best together. Carrie and I have definitely talked about this and we need it. Um, but I'm going to some- have to put my Photoshop skills um, to work and try to build a video or some mm-hmm. gift sets of the three of them. Yes. Like, even if it's just like getting drinks or something, like I just need it. Carrie and I said that um, Nyla Harper would not take any of Hank Voigt's BS. So imagine her and Haley paired up together against Voigt. Okay, but now Nikki, I need that. I never really thought of that before. And I, I need would it. lose my mind. Um, we also said that Gray like would not take any of Hank Voigt's BS either. Like Gray and Nyla would just look at Voigt and be like, the fuck does this white dude think he's doing? Tim included. Yes. <laughs> Okay, but like, could you see Kim Burgess and Haley Upton like taking Lucy under their wing? And then, uh, you know, like Haley and Kim are just talking to her about her partner, Tim, you know, and Lucy's like, yeah, he's a really good guy. He's kind of an asshole at, at times, but, you know, he's just, he's a good guy. Haley's like, I've seen this story before, and it's me. And then Haley's like, girl, I don't know how to tell you this, but you're in love with him. I mean, Lucy, now I need it. I need it. Lucy's and, like, um, no. Yeah. Lucy. Yeah, she tries to play it off. Um, Jackson and Atwater would totally get along. Like, I need to see that. Oh my God, yes. Atwater yeah. would take Jackson underneath his way and be like, this, mm-hmm. this is how we really do it on the streets. Like, you're <laughs> in shy town now. Yeah. Okay, so Carrie and I said that like Percy West and Darius Walker could be like long lost siblings or something. Twins. And then like that's how like they cross over. That or Atwater and Jackson are like related somehow and they cross over that way too. Yeah, because we have never heard anything about Atwater's like father. No. Like he could be Atwater's father. Mm-hmm. like I think this is a story that we need to keep going with <laughs> someone please write this fanfic um but also Nyla would not put up with Adam Ruzak like could you imagine he oh does God. like some idiotic thing and she just looks at him and is like I seriously have to deal with this <laughs> I'm like I thought Nolan was bad but lord help me <laughs> oh my god who would John Nolan get along with he would probably try to like psychoanalyze Voight and Voight would just be like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I feel like he would be very scared of Voight. <laughs> he like would... He's scared of Gray to a certain <laughs> level, but at least Gray is personable. Hank Voight is not. No, no, he would probably, he would be afraid of Voight, but then like he would probably try to psychoanalyze him and then Voight just walks away and Nolan's like, good talk. <laughs> <laughs> and then he asks like Jay or Atwater, like, is he always like that? And they just nod. <laughs> Yeah, Jay would just be like chilling with Tim just at the desk. I need to see that. Tim uh, also would not be able to properly sit in a chair at that station. No. Nope. He would sit anywhere that he could. Like if it was close to Lucy, he'd be right there. Tim and 
Jay also having their own conversation about like, bruh, you're in love with her. Just mm-hmm. do it already. Don't wait like I did. Yeah. Oh my god. Before Would they also late. talk about like military stuff or like techniques or something? I don't Sniper know. It would rifles. be so interesting because the rookie is like patrol cops and PD is detectives. Well, and police officers because half of them are not detectives yet. So as far as we know. Yeah, right. It's only Jay and Haley. Haley. Yeah. Which blows my mind. How are they able to do detective work and not <laughs> be detectives? But Because it's Hank Floyd's unit. He really does not care. Like he breaks he's the like, rules on everything yeah he's like if you can cross the line just a little bit you belong on this team yep yep <laughs> um anyway so like there's our pd tangent for the night we'll probably get off on it again at some point um but some probably. highlights from the comic-con panel <laughs> was that sean gets confused for his twin brother most like and he's mostly known for the x-men films um I had tweeted out like this weekend because uh, the rookie rewatch was going on. And it was, I think when like we met Patrice, I was like, does, does um, Wesley have a brother and can his twin brother, can Sean's twin brother play Wesley's brother? Cause that would be such a cool thing to see. I would not be able to tell the difference <laughs> I with neither. them on screen. Like which one, if they, especially if they put them both like in a suit and they're like very similar. Yeah. I'm like, oh no. Yeah. That would be a really funny storyline though for Angela. If like he was like his twin came and she couldn't tell between the two of them. Like, can you imagine? That is the content that I would be here for. She would try and like make a flirty move or something to his brother. And he'd be like, I don't, I'm not Wesley. Oh my God. I would die. I would love that. Um, that could anyway. be the cold open for that yes. episode. Yeah. Um, but then, like, we were kind of going on about Chicago PD and the rookie. Like, they were mentioned in the same sentence, and that's why our little fangirl hearts just, you know, went. They they just exploded. Um, Especially because it was about a shipping thing, and so I yeah. thought they were going to segue um, after Jesse was talking about it to Sean, maybe we get a little scoop on Angela and Wesley with the upcoming premiere being going to be like heavily on them. Yeah. Also a little bit of Chenford I would have been happy with, but we didn't get any of that. Yeah. Yeah. Damien was just talking about like how the shows have developed like massive verbal fandoms with ship names. So that was about it from that one. Um, and then Cameron Johnson was on the panel as well. And like, he was in an episode of Chicago PD, but like, I just loved him. Like, I feel like he needs to be on the rookie too. Yes. I need that. And he Even was talking if- about how he's like, like typecasted as like drug dealers and stuff. We don't need him as a drug dealer. We just need him as like, like a suspect or something. Jackson's friend, somebody's friend. He reminded me of Titus. Like, just his personality. He was so sweet. And he, like, the things he said about the Chicago PD cast yeah. was so unbelievably nice. Mm-hmm. And I, it just made my heart feel so pure. Yeah. Um, and then they also talked about their craziest fan encounters. And Sean's, I, I don't know, there were some crazy, crazy fan encounters. Sean, like, had a good one, but I was like, it's not, to me, that crazy. But, like, he had a fan that, like, 
had a butcher tattoo of him on his like of his x-men character and he was like i just hope that they got it covered yeah he was like um i hope they know that looks nothing like me yeah and don't ever do this anybody else i could never get a tattoo of a celebrity like no matter how much i loved them i couldn't either maybe like i know a lot of people love to do like their handwriting mm-hmm. like ha- them having make a quote write a quote out or something like that i think that would be okay like that's something like i would be okay with but yeah to have someone's face i won't even put my yeah. family's face on my body in a tattoo yeah <laughs> never mind a stranger well and to just like i mean maybe if it's something like resembling the character too like i know with One Tree Hill, like people, you know, talk about Brooke Davis and Close Over Rose and stuff. So like, I could see something maybe similar to that if there was ever something that was like, uh, you know, really like just, it said that about the character, but I couldn't ever. Yeah, I don't, like a I don't symbol even think I could get type a of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm but, trying to think for the rookie, if anybody even has something like that, that's really for a symbol. I mean, there's like quotes, but sometimes the quotes are so long that I wouldn't want to like have them like have a three whole paragraph. Yeah, (laughs) it would just hurt. I'd probably get like a, I don't know. Because like the only thing I can think of is Lucy's ring, but like, I'm not going to tattoo a ring on me. Yeah, that would just be weird. And I don't think anybody else has anything from the rookie. I mean, would you get, like, the character's initials? Like, LC loves TV or something? Like, I don't know. But even then, they're not canon yet, so. Oh, my God, they better be. (laughs) They better be come season four. (laughs) If they're not, I'm flying out to L.A. or something. Like, writers, we're watching you. um, Season four finale. (laughs) God, I hope it's not, like, we don't have to wait until the finale. But. I, mean, I hope not either. <laughs> Do but we he, know how many episodes we're getting this season? I haven't seen anything come out. No, I don't even think we know. Like for any other shows, we just know premiere dates so far. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. We're like two months away from the rookie premiering, which is good news. But yes, we're almost there. Yeah, almost there. It will fly by. It always yeah. does. Um, but if you missed the panel, we'll share it on uh, Twitter too. You can find it on YouTube. Um, but there's been a lot of also like behind the scenes footage that we've dissected. And you guys, we spoiled something for ourselves that the writers were probably just going to throw in and hope that we like noticed and never talked about. Um, but like Tim sleeve. Have we all noticed this? The three stripes. Yeah. Our boy is moving up in the world i just hope that it's mentioned at some point maybe after 401 because i feel like maybe he's got like a huge thing for finding like angela and jackson and that's how he gets promoted yeah so i did a like deep dive because i was like is the fandom just freaking out for no reason or is this like a thing and so i went on instagram and i started looking at all of their uniforms I looked at Gray's. Gray is the only one previous to this that had the three stripes. Otherwise, all the TOs had the two stripes, 
Nilo is the only one who had something different. She has a diamond underneath her stripes. And then the rookies didn't have any stripes at all. So now that Tim has the three stripes and Gray's a sergeant, I think that's where the connection, everybody was like, oh my God, this is happening. Yeah. I don't know. I just like rewatching some of the episodes this weekend. I was like, okay, now I'm focusing on the sleeves, seeing like who has what. And then know. for Nyla, cause the diamond, I was like, what would the diamond mean? But they mentioned like when she first comes in, they said that she's a detective. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I wonder if that has to do with something like it's a different type of rank. If she becomes a TO. Yeah. Well, did Angela have a diamond on hers this season? Cause she was a detective, but I think she was in plain clothes more. Than, like, I don't think we ever saw her in the uniform. Um, except for the flashback episode, like the true crime, when they were filming the episode, she was yeah. still on patrol then. And Jackson's last day as a rookie, she came back, but I don't think she was, she had that diamond then. I don't think so either. Now I'm just going to be like focusing on that. Also, Bailey is back. So we've seen a lot of her lately and we know her last name, like, cause she had a few outfit changes. So she was in a uh, like fire turnout gear in one. And then in another one, it looks like she was in like a big yellow, like hazmat suit or something. Mm-hmm. So one of the big emergencies is obviously going to involve her in the premiere. Yeah. Um, which is interesting that we've only seen Tim there and not yeah. anybody else. So then that kind of falls into that theory too. It's like, why is Tim only there? And then I went off a little bit with my like thinking because I was like, okay, previous seasons, like outside of like the cops, we've only seen people in these type of like firefighters, paramedics, always involved in the emergencies when it's going to involve a ship. Now, I don't know if you remember, like we met Emmett at the scene, mm-hmm. we kept seeing him, yeah. Lucy. Then when we saw Grace, John was always at the hospital or getting emergencies that led him right. to the hospital. Yeah, They became a thing. And then now I'm like, where's John? Cause he's the one who needs to be near Bailey and not <laughs> Tim. Oh, so like Bailey and Tim possibly, maybe. I don't know, I guess. I feel like they would make more sense than like, John and and Bailey I don't know I feel like Bailey and John it's just gonna be like a weird ship if it's them I wish he would get back um with Dr. Grace Mm -hmm. I liked her the best yeah rewatching season one I was like I like Jessica but Grace has my heart so I feel like Jessica didn't have a strong enough imprint like on the show or on him but Grace did yeah and like Grace and John knew each other from like back then. So I feel like it helped kind of helped introduce Grace a little bit. Yeah. I gave them a history that we could mm-hmm. um, really care about and be like, yeah. oh, okay. I could see, I could see Bailey and Tim together, even if it's just like a fling, but damn, he's already had Rachel. Like, can we just I don't want him to him keep having Lucy? love interests. <laughs> No more love interested for Tim unless it's Lucy. What if it like helps him realize that he likes Lucy 
then like, I'm here for it, but we don't know that yet. So I don't know, unless everyone else is just dodging the cameras for behind the scenes. Maybe because it's has to do with Wesley and Angela Mm -hmm. and they definitely don't want to spoil anything from that. Yeah. Even though we got behind the scenes from the actress who plays La Fiera. Yeah. Camille Gady. At that nice mansion. Dude, the second (laughs) wedding has to be there. I mean, if it's not, then what even is the point? (laughs) Like, are they just keeping Angela there? Like, I hope not. Well, and remember, we don't know where Jackson is. We have not seen any footage of him. I mean, obviously, like, they don't want to spoil it, but, like, dang, just even give us a picture of him, like, walking on set or something. Anything. We'll take anything. I mean, we got that picture of Alyssa, and it didn't look like she was in costume or anything. So, like, that could have been after she was filming. If we get something like that for Titus, that's fine. I just need something. Yeah, because we've got some of Lucy with the bunny picture and with the picture that Eric posted mm-hmm. of them side by side, which is promising. So I wonder if they're going to team back up to go find Angela. Wait, okay. So now that I'm thinking about that, did Tim have the third thing on I don't his know. sleeve? I'm going to go look right now. Because I I know they were like decked out with like the help. Yeah, they were with the helmets and the vest and they were really going all out. But like, I feel like if he had that, then we would have all noticed that because how couldn't we? Yeah, when we really noticed, like for like a 10 second video on Instagram of him just leaning forward. He only had two. He only had two arrows. That makes me think either we're going to have flashbacks in the premiere or after they find Angela and Wesley, like Angela and that whole mm-hmm. storyline gets wrapped up, that we're going to jump forward in time. Unless they're filming episode two already. Like they could be filming what, two at a time or something. I doubt it's that possi- they do. but possible. Because that picture of Tim and Lucy or uh, Erica and Melissa standing next to each other was posted July 13. So they could very well already be on that second episode because it seems like Camille Gady is like not, not filming with the rookie anymore as of right now. So yeah, people just give us the behind the scenes. We're dying here. Yes. We just need like a little bit. That's it. I don't need all of it. I don't need to be spoiled for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think um, the whole Tim thing definitely is going to be a spoiler. They're like, oh, no. Yeah. About. um, But then it just makes me think, like, what's going to happen with Gray then? Mm -hmm. Like, say Tim is maybe just, like, filling in for the day or what's going on? Is Gray thinking about retiring again? Does he? Um, If that does mean Tim is sergeant, and still in the same station as everybody. We know that his wife has been pushing for him to retire, but it doesn't really seem like he wants to retire. Mm -hmm. Well, if he's captain, that means that he doesn't have to go out into the field a lot, right? Like Anderson didn't. No, she like went out for like special things, which would still be nice Mm -hmm. because I do love when we get Gray out on 
patrol with them. Yeah, so let's not if, forget the. Do I look like a game show host to you? <laughs> that line, classic. He always has good one line. They all have good one liners. Yeah. It's, I'm like, where's this wit in my life? I need to be. I think that's this like my favorite part of the show. It's just like their one liners and quips. Definitely. It brings the comedic part to it. And they do it so well. It's never like awkward yeah. or like misplaced. It just flows. It seems so natural. John gets roasted in this episode. <laughs> John gets cold roasted open. at all times. I mean, even in season three, he's still roasted. I don't think it will ever go away. I'll never like, get tired can't. of it. <laughs> no. Like, I feel like it's a staple now, so they can't they can't just be like "Mm, no we really love John and now he's not gonna get talked to and made fun of like everybody else I'm like no this still needs to happen it's just it's a part of the show like and we need it to just continue even when he is detective or T.O. whatever he wants to be like still let's roast him (laughs) That, that I forgot that he wanted to be detective even though he wanted to be I, one part. One yeah, time. in season one, at the end of season one, he was talking about it with Talia. I wonder if that's where they'll go with him in this upcoming season now that he's, like, him figuring out, like, oh, is this really a route I want to go down? Is he going to start trying to, I don't know, maybe be paired up with, like, Angela? That would be a different duo. Yeah, it would be. Um, in 203, he was paired up with Angela because we just watched that in the rewatch this weekend, but I don't know, because then he was also talking about becoming a TO and like, he would just need a few more college classes or whatever. Oh yeah. I forgot that he was in school this past season. So like he, I think he's just still kind of figuring out what he wants to do. Cause Lucy wants to go undercover Jackson. We don't really know what he wants to do. Probably just be a P2 for a while. Yeah. After this first uh the ending of his rookie career Mm -hmm. was rough I think I would just need to take it easy too and not go even do anything crazy even the start of his rookie career because like he you know he's had a rough journey yeah and we don't talk about like him his journey a lot like I feel like they don't touch on that a lot like they used to in the beginning like because he had so much pressure with his father Mm -hmm being this idol in the department but now even though he's like his own cop there yeah there hasn't really been too much discussed about it like what route he's gonna take or anything like that yeah so maybe this season we'll be a few uh, big jackson west episodes for sure because i feel like they have with stanton god i hated him <laughs> i think everybody did like but for a show that... for good jackson development yeah so i wonder if he's gonna i don't know like because he's so about justice and now he started this kind of little revolution in the department if that he's gonna somehow get involved or follow in his father's footsteps mm-hmm I don't think he would ever be IA though. No, I don't think so. And if he is, if he would ever 
join like like rank up to the IA department, it would be years, years, years down. Like into his career. I don't think it would be mm-hmm. right away. No, because he has to like he has to rise through the ranks anyway. So yeah. Not like it could be right away. Um, but that's kind of all that we had for the news. I mean, we kind of got off on a few tangents, but <laughs> Before we get into the episode recap, I wanted to ask Nikki a few things, like just, you know, to kind of like find out more about her. Um, But how did you start watching The Rookie? So I have a Tumblr and of course um, I saw sets of Chenfer, (laughs) like everybody else probably. Um, and I was like, hmm, the show looks kind of like up my alley, but I don't know. And then I saw the scene of Tim holding Lucy after he finds her in season two. And I was like, oh, I really need to start this show. So I um, actually didn't start it until then. So it was like mid season two and I just binge watched it. And of course, Hulu at the time did not have season one. Um on there and neither did any of the other streaming services and so I (laughs) ended up downloading the episodes from like a Logolist account and just binge watching it that way and as soon as I started fell in love I saw Tim Bradford the second he stood on that scene and knew that was going to be the new love of my life Tim Bradford we love it like, even though he's supposed to be, like, a jerk in season one, I was like, nope, I like grumpy men. <laughs> like, those characters always get me. <laughs> I grumpy, know. like, angsty men. Like, you just know they're going to change and have, like, good development. Especially when they're paired up with somebody like Lucy. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, TV magic. you saw his partnership with Lucy, and you're like, okay, this guy has some potential here. Like, Yeah. And they start digging into his background mm-hmm. with Isabel. And I was like, oh, he actually has like an interesting arc. Yeah. And it's just like not a flat character, which is always nice. Because sometimes in these, these type of shows, characters can get written, you know, like into a corner. Yeah. And that's wherever, that's like where they stay the whole time. Mm-hmm. Well, and like someone I think mentioned on Twitter this weekend, like we've seen Tim kind of have a shift from season one to season three like season one it was all asshole Tim like we got a few soft moments but it wasn't much season two and three we saw more like soft Tim kind of smile open up a little bit um but season one he was very like rigid and you know just like a hard ass by the book Mm -hmm. like no messing around um yeah it was the character development for me Yes, yeah, you see as time goes on that he's starting to loosen up, like he's getting comfortable with, you know, Lucy, mm-hmm. and they're starting to build a partnership with trust, and I think trust is something that he's had a hard time with, obviously, because of Isabel, so yeah. it's nice that he finally has found someone that he can fully, um, like, fully put all his, I don't know what the word is. I'm trying to think. Like trust into them. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like just give them everything that he's got mm-hmm. and expect the same thing from them. Yeah. Even though he's had like a little family with the other TOs and stuff like that, it's not the same. 
which is always nice to see like a difference like even though with Angela like his best friend it's not I feel like it's still not the same type of deepness if that makes sense yeah I I mean we saw a lot of that in like season one we saw more of it being Tim and Talia but like season two and season three it's kind of been Tim and Angela which has been good because like they don't really have a relationship with Nyla yet um but I hope in like season four we kind of see Tim's relationship and like connection with Nyla grow a little bit more because she'll be working with Lucy so we'll have protective Tim on that front yeah because he was really this past season when he found out that Lucy's like into Mm -hmm. undercover that he was like oh like she doesn't care about you basically like she's there for the job and she's experienced and whether you're um up to it or not like she's gonna do what she's gonna do and you're gonna basically have to have your own back yeah which I feel like he's kind of always been like that about Nyla because even in um 204 you know Tim was like Nolan if you have any bad feelings about Nyla like text officer Chen and we'll be right there so I mean he's always kind of like thought that I think about Nyla maybe it's just her personality but he's always been cautious and I feel like he's that stickler about positions and being like oh well not that he thinks he's above people but he's just like I know this job better than anybody like especially Mm -hmm. the TO position because he's been doing it for so long like he was Talia's TO for two weeks (laughs) yeah well, and even in um, the episode where Jackson takes on Stanton, like, you know, he told Jackson, like, if you have bad feeling, text Chen, you know, like he watches out for the rookies for sure. I wonder like if he had a good TO that was like that, or if he had a bad TO and that's kind of like what made him like who he is today. Well, I feel like that's part of the development too, because like in season one, you find out like half of his almost like a dozen of his rookies dropped out yeah so it's like what about this group makes them so special and what about them that tim is really drawn to and wanting to protect them yeah i don't know like if he just sees that like lucy and jackson are young i don't know tim bradford is just such a mystery we need to know more of him like the backstory that will get family yes everything I wish we like in season one they had done like a flashback episode to them as Mm -hmm. like rookies yeah um because I feel like it wouldn't work now because unfortunately because Tali is not there right and Nyla is it wouldn't work yeah I mean at some point Nyla was a rookie but like I don't know maybe not maybe she was just like meritoriously like promoted to detective because I feel like she we were talking about this before we recorded like how old are the characters so I think it was said that Jackson's like early to mid-20s and Lucy's like late 20s maybe John we know is like 40s um so like Tim is probably like a late 30s so I feel like Nyla's like early to mid 30s maybe maybe even late 30s but I want to say like mid I feel like she's no more than like 35 yeah so like like, I would how did she get detective over Tim I mean I guess maybe just deciding like when to take the test 
just going for it. I don't know if Tim ever wanted to be a detective, though. Did he? I don't think so, but, like, doesn't it, don't you have to go from, like, rookie to patrol to detective to sergeant or something? I mean, I guess maybe maybe you don't, you know, because detective's kind of, like, its own monster in, in and of itself, but... I don't know. I just find it so interesting, like the hierarchy. Yeah, it's something that I definitely do not understand or have a good grasp on. I should probably do some research. <laughs> Maybe it's easier well, to understand then. Well, and the shows might change it up a little bit too, you know, just depending on what, what works for their timeline. And their characters, yeah. But so like, I, huh? I was going to say, because now it's going on two seasons of Tim with the sergeant's exam yeah and like journey but that's because he chose not to take a position yeah yeah because he wasn't done training Lucy yet but we really don't know how long he's actually been a cop for Talia I think in this episode that we're going to discuss um it's said that she's only been a cop for eight years or mm-hmm. it's either that or in the hearing in the next episode in 119. Um, so if she's been a cop for eight years and Tim was her TO, Tim had to have been, has to have been there for at least 15 years. Yeah, 10 to 15. To be able to rank up the TO. Which, right? I mean, okay, so like, say that a cop goes, say that a cop doesn't go to like, a four-year college say they just do the academy right when they're 18 depending on like how long that they're in there they probably get out when they're like early 20s if that I mean now we have to think about too Tim was in the military so true what age did he get out of the military and then decide to join the police academy I would say early 20s I mean yeah. I'm kind of basing that off of um 911 with Eddie Diaz like because he mm-hmm. came back when he was like 22 23 and then um kind of decided like this is the journey that he wants to take with firefighting yeah because so I wonder- maybe he joined the military like right out of high school because like my brother's in the military so like he has I believe it's a four-year like deployment thing which is his you know like contract so maybe, you know, he's got to like have that, um, like, you know, if he joined at like 18, he'll get out at 21, 22. So, so Tim is probably like 40 then. I don't know. I still want to say he's like 38. <laughs> I know. I want to say that only because I wouldn't. It, it, to me, I wouldn't be against this but to me it would just be weird if he's like 43 and Lucy is like 27 like to me it would just be weird I'm not a huge fan of like huge age gaps though and I'm like the total opposite not that I'm four I'm just <laughs> like it doesn't bother me so much so like I wouldn't even be thinking about that honestly it's too late for that now I already shipped them <laughs> I know I know I shipped them regardless but to me I would just I would think about it and I'd be like, that's a little weird, but he's also been married before too. So like this guy has, you know, been around like he, you know, it's not like he's just some 
25 year olds like he has been married he's been in the military everything so like he's gotta be late 30s early 40s then he has to be yeah he he definitely is but what makes me laugh is us talking about the age gap and then completely forgetting the fact that lucy dated john no i I choose not to think about that i choose to forget i remember i remember now that you asked me about you know how i started the show I had no idea that was even a thing. So mind you, me watching the first episode, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't know if it's on this account or if it's on my old one that got sniped, but I have to try to find the thread because I literally was screaming on Twitter being like, how come nobody told me? I was like, this is not the plot twist that I wanted. It was just it blew my mind because I was going in there thinking yep Chenford Tim and Lucy are gonna be paired up like it's gonna just develop from there and nope well especially when you start the rookie from season two like because you already see you know 211 like all that and you're just like I'm all aboard the Chenford ship but then when you go back and watch season one you're like oh man this happened and it's not good like why did they do this to me but it's so interesting too because now Talia had such kind not a part in it but like if you remember what she said to Lucy like yeah she's gonna be branded which I always think about I'm like is this why maybe Chenford hasn't happened yet or while while it's obvious to us that they have feelings for each other why she is not taking that step forward because she's like I'm still a rookie I don't want this to look bad on me I don't want this to look bad on Tim like to affect our careers yeah I wonder if that's something that will be brought up again ever well and they've both dated people like that they've worked with because Tim with Isabel and then Lucy with John so you know I mean like there's probably some trust issues there not so much from Lucy's side because like John didn't do her dirty but like no, they ended Tim's pretty side. like they ended pretty like amicably but Tim and Isabel yeah. that's another reason why he's probably so against Lucy dude is gonna have trust issues when undercover finally, he's gonna lose yeah. his mind he's gonna be like no you need to assign me to every undercover that Lucy does yeah because I don't want Isabel 2.0 to happen yeah and Um, I wonder if like Wolpine never get backstory like more backstory on Isabel and like mm -hmm. her undercover stint and like how she ended up you know using the drugs or anything but I wonder if like two part of the reason with Nyla why he can't trust her and is like very cautious of her is because maybe Isabel had somebody like that with her undercover yeah and didn't watch out for her the way like they should have been yeah I don't know I mean it'll be interesting I it would be cool to see like Isabel come back in season four or whatever season Chenford like actually becomes canon and just kind of see like what happens with that because it would be cool to see like Isabel almost like give her blessing but not not totally because she obviously doesn't like own him or anything but it would be interesting to see like her reaction to it I mean I doubt she would have one but I think I don't know. she Tim's I think at this issues. point you're right. I feel like at this point now that they had like their little closure that she would be happy for him that he found somebody mm-hmm. that 
um, he was able to like not rebuild his life with, but like be able to put his like the pieces of his heart back together and yeah, and it not be um such a bad thing in his eyes because he's probably like all against well not anymore with after Rachel but beforehand he was definitely like romance no because the only reason why he fell into it with Rachel is because Lucy and him made a bet so yeah it was really just because he wanted to get his way (laughs) um going back to John and Lucy though like we had some good Lucy like off-duty moments so I mean like her outfits her hair that's like the only thing that I was here for with that relationship (laughs) I mean I don't know I like John and Lucy as like individuals but I was not here for that ship so like I appreciate their friendship and especially like the trio yeah Jackson like I'm definitely on board with that because they always give us like really good moments too we had a lot of that in season one Mm-hmm. And then season two and three, I feel like we saw more of Jackson and Lucy, obviously, because they came roommates. Yeah. But yeah, that moment, I think I always think about like that moment between Jackson and Lucy when she goes in his room and he's crying and she just wraps her arms around him. I think that's like one of my favorite oh. Jackson and Lucy moments. Yeah. But I hope season four, we definitely get more of the trio even though I feel like they're gonna they're just all gonna be separated like I don't know no. what to expect like for partnerships and like how they're gonna pair them up I hope that like even though they're not rookies anymore like we'll still see Tim and Lucy partnered up we'll still see um you know like John and Nyla partnered up and even like changing the partnerships too like on patrol I don't want to just see Lucy and Nyla like working together undercover I want to see them like on patrol too i want to see tim and lucy undercover <laughs> yes like, like an undercover uh, married couple it would be just such good material oh mm-hmm. the writers have it in the palm of their hands they just have to give it to us all of the chenford crumbs i mean we would literally just be living off of that episode i mean look at what happened this season with the i love the you confession and the dance like we lost our minds like it's been months and we're still losing our minds come on (laughs) we're like this dance still needs to happen in the Um, first season because they still need to get married so then like what was your favorite season of the show probably season two yeah that's like when they were at their best I feel like we just had it was just two yeah definitely season three is still good like still good I still loved it I just feel like season two just had so many good moments and for everybody like just development overall for um every single character but obviously like Chenford will always be my number one I'm sorry everybody if you (laughs) I keep going back to them but I'm like they just own me I mean, um, at this point, like, we're just Chen for trash. Like, just the Chen for trash podcast. It's fine. No big deal. Just throw me in the bin. <laughs> That's where <laughs> I belong. Um, but yeah, no, season two, just like, especially for Chen for those few episodes after Lucy gets kidnapped and the speeches. And I just love the survivor speech that Tim gives Lucy in the ring when he, like, mm-hmm. gives her the ring. But I just... 
I just love it. So season two is definitely my favorite. Like the finale, like with Armstrong, made me crazy. And then you're like more like John, even though John's like not my, you know, super favorite character. Um, yeah. I still was like, oh my God, what's going to happen to him? He needs to be okay. Like blah, blah. I feel like the rookie writers do a really good job of just fleshing out all the characters and making it so you care about every single one of them. Like, even if they aren't your favorite or your cup of tea, you still like them and you still root for them. Yeah. Um, like, there's nobody on the show except Stanton now um, for a character that I hate. And that's like a miracle because you never see that in shows. Yeah. Ever. They Especially even do in- that with the villains, too. Yeah. Like, Rosalind, like, even though she's like terrible, but I don't hate, I don't hate her. Like I find her very interesting and I would still mm-hmm. love to see her come back in some kind of fashion. E.A. Lafayette, she's like another character that you're like, oh, you know, you're not really supposed to like her, but you're still drawn to her. You still want to see where her story is going to go. Yeah. And then Oscar Hutchinson, who we're going to talk about in this episode too, because it plays into Jackson's storyline. Honestly, he's hilarious. Like yes. they tried to make him obviously he's like not a true villain, but because he stabbed Wesley, <laughs> we have to be like, oh, he's a bad guy. But he yeah. he's just so funny and charismatic mm-hmm. that you can't help but like want to see him again. So I hope they bring him back like every season <laughs> for yeah. one thing or another. I mean, they've brought him back a few times, like, you know, when they went to the prison and uh just Oscar is he's hilarious um so then like always sorry (laughs) I was gonna say he's always getting into some type of shenanigans and dragging them all into it yeah um so then like real quick what were some of your first impressions of the characters like we could even just do season two and on or something Ooh, I mean Talia was one character that I felt like I had to grow to like Mm -hmm. um so first I didn't I don't know if I would like her I if I would have liked her or not like I was questionable about her because she was just kind of like a hard ass and then that was all that was to her at that point like the first episode um Tim obviously I already told you I laid eyes on him and as soon as he started talking (laughs) I was in love um Lucy badass with the car um I knew she was gonna like be the sunshine character mm-hmm. and but like not take anybody's shit Nolan a clown <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it like I just knew he was gonna like I knew he, he I was like oh my god he's gonna be nice but he's just gonna be a hot mess and I wasn't entirely wrong yeah <laughs> he still is um I'm just thinking of one video that like I shared last week and it's just I can't get past like the first 15 seconds of him because it's the reaction that was like paired with it <laughs> it's like, I don't know I'll just I will you. give Nathan Fillion that credit though like the way he plays John Nolan like I just I, nobody else could have played him yeah no one else could have um who I'm trying like Oh, Angela. Loved Angela. Um, very sassy. I'm trying to think. I'm like, oh my God, there's so many characters. I'm like losing <laughs> Angela. Gray. 
I don't know if I really had like a true blue opinion on him. Like I felt like he was just kind of there at that point. Yeah. Um, and then Anderson, I loved her. I'm very not over the fact that they killed her off. Rest in peace, Captain Anderson. You'll always be the best captain unless Gray gets in. Yeah. Um, and then Nyla, just like badass. Like, how can you not think anything else of her? Although she yeah. did make me quite nervous. I was like, oh, just because I was like, oh my God, she's going to get herself into trouble. Like, what is she doing? Like, because she was just like, immediately went right back into like undercover Mm -hmm. role and and poor Nolan's just like, uh, what am I doing here? Like, what are we doing? Like, are you sure you don't want me to follow you in? And she's like, oh, you'll know. And I was like, oh no. It's just like that adrenaline where you're like, know that something's gonna happen but you don't know what and you're just hoping yeah that um she makes it through (laughs) without getting fired yeah I know I think like right away I loved Nyla I think more so than Talia like for you Talia had to grow on you she did with me as well like I liked her but it wasn't until I started like re-watching it that I was like now I really like her and I'm mad that we don't have her on the later seasons but Nyla it was like it would have, I loved yeah her. it would have been interesting to see like had even if Talia never left the show to have Nyla come in because mm-hmm. I feel like they would have been like a duo like unstoppable yeah um but yeah Nyla I feel like had more of um a personality right off the bat yeah if that makes sense like I feel like Talia was more laid back like even though she was a hard ass you didn't really know anything about her she kept her cards close to her chest mm-hmm. where Nyla you knew her she was just coming right out of the bat where like this is who I am this is how it's gonna be yeah. and if you're along for the ride great if you're not then get off yeah well and they like really dug into her storyline like right off the bat too I mean at the end of the first episode we find out why she is back on patrol so I wonder if they learned from Talia like writing Talia that if they knew that if they're going to bring in a new character that's going to be a main that they needed to build that story right away for the audience to be yeah. okay with Talia's absence I feel like they had to have thought that they had to have especially because she was coming in to be the TO for John you know it wasn't like she was just another like rookie or another just like a smitty schmitty she was oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> that man we need more of him we deserve more of him we need him and jackson paired up again (laughs) we saw that this weekend and it was just too good and we need to know what his last her his first name is yeah someone pointed that out someone pointed that out this week they were like um his first name starts with a q so and there's not very many names like i immediately thought quentin but then i'm like that doesn't really fit him but then there was Quincy, and I feel like that would be more um, of his style. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, Smitty isn't his last name, but that's what comes up in the body cam, so it has to be. Like, I thought it was just, like, a nickname for, like, maybe Smith. Oh, my God. Could you see him as a yeah, Quincy Smith? Like- <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm like, what if that is his last name? Then it's, like, Quincy Smitty, Quentin Smitty. <laughs> I thought none of them would sound right 
I thought like Quinn, but I was like, that just, I don't know. I just don't see him like having a Q last or a Q first name. I don't know. I never really Maybe thought much about it. It's probably a good thing now that's going to be like the mystery and then we'll never find out or we'll find out in like the last season of the show in the finale or something. You guys, the we're same just thing. like grasping at straws here. Like Tim's, you know, sleeve, Quince, uh, Smithy's first name. Like we're just like, give us anything. Just give us the behind the scenes footage we deserve. Yes. But then we get out of control like we are now. Because <laughs> the um, possibilities so we, are endless. Yeah. So who do you relate to the most on the show? Like who do you see yourself as? Ooh, this is so hard. Because I feel like none of them, like in, I feel like I'm, I'm trying to see. Like sometimes I feel like I'm, shy but I'm not at the same time like I'm warm to to like get to know people like I rather them talk to me first and I don't think any of the characters are like that no um on a social level but I don't think I'm as cheery as um Lucy I don't know I feel like I would be a mix between Tim and Angela like, I feel like I could be really sarcastic and sassy, but also, like, tough around the edges. Like, yeah. I feel like when people first meet me, they kind of are intimidated by me, maybe. I don't know if that's the right word, but I have gotten told that I have a resting bitch face, <laughs> even though I don't mean to. Yeah. Um, and even on Twitter, like, I don't know if just on Twitter, I've gotten told that I'm intimidating at first but then after they get to know me I'm nice so I don't know I don't know I what that like says about I might me. have told you that at one point I was like maybe maybe I did because I had seen you around in the Chicago PD fandom and then like I'd seen your picture with um Patrick one of the actors and was like oh my god I love that from the con but then like we never really started talking until I started the rookie so that could have been it like you know I I'm, mm-hmm. I might have said that you were kind of intimidating now we like talk so I know I'm like I want people to talk to me because I'm like so scared to talk to people yeah. first so I'm like it's better if you talk to me, me first but then yeah I guess I could see how that comes off intimidating but then I'm like so not outrageous but I lose my mind a lot about stuff especially fans yeah. stuff but yeah, no, I would probably say definitely a mix between Tim and Miss Angela. That's a good, that's a good combination. Um, and then like, what are you hoping for in season four? Like any storylines, anything that you would like to see besides Chenford, obviously? <laughs> oh, do you know? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's be real. We all want to see that. <laughs> I mean, I do want to see them like move, obviously like, Tim move up but Mm -hmm. like it just makes me nervous because I don't like change like I get I have such a hard time with shows when you get so used to a certain setup and everything like that and then all of a sudden like it just goes away yeah um I don't want it to affect I don't want it to affect his partnership with Lucy like Angela no one that's the thing is like I want to see him move up but I also don't want it to affect everyone else because I mean we've seen it in other shows like 
you know, someone will pull rank on the other. And I just don't want to see him be like, well, I'm your sergeant. You have to listen to me. But I mean, yeah, I, know I think that, that would come. really, I don't think that would be good for them at all. It wouldn't, like, I feel like that well. would, no. And I think that would ruin the development that they already have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially since Lucy's like already at that point where it's like, I'm not taking any of your shit. Yeah. So we're either going to be equals or we're not, or you're just going to leave me alone. But I think I'm which just never happened. That, so, but I don't know. I feel like I would want, I want more of the personal stuff, like more yeah. domestic stuff that happened in season four, more than career wise stuff. Yeah, but I definitely want to see more of Lucy being a foster mommy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I love that dynamic. Yeah, um, I would like to see her with Tim, Officer Zaddy. Like imagine her saying that to his face. Oh my god, it just slips out one day, <laughs> and he's like, "What did you just call me? Nothing, nothing. I said, I said Tim." Um, and, and then, then Kojo, like, oh, can they please? Yes. When are we going to see a family day? Like, I just want a picnic. Yes. With- oh my God. <laughs> because he already so is stubborn. And, yeah, he's already stubborn and doesn't listen to Tim. But yeah. he'd get next to Lucy and just would ignore Tim. <laughs> I have so many head cannons. Oh my God. For Chenford. No, that's my problem. That's why I, I can't think of anything for what I want for everybody else. <laughs> Obviously, I want, I don't think, I don't know. Do you think Angel's going to give birth this season or are they going to wait it out still? Or is that going to be like a finale thing? Um, I don't know. Part of me was thinking like maybe when she's kidnapped, you know, like all the stress gets to her and like she goes into premature labor and Wesley's not there, but Jackson is. So we see their friendship grow. But I, I don't know. I hope that they don't do like a time jump though of it. Cause I mean, I, yeah. Where she come, we just see her and there's the baby already. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would like that either. I want, but I don't see them dragging it out a whole another season, like maybe mid season finale, but I don't know. But yeah, obviously that's like what I would want to see from Angela mm-hmm. and Wesley. Obviously, he's being parents. Yeah. Um, I mean, um, I would like because... to see more domesticness, like domestic scenes. I feel like that the rookie does a good job of that. Like we'll see them on shift and on patrol, but then we'll also see them like kind of, you know, go home for the night and then come back for another day. Like I like that they show technically two shifts for the rookie, for the rookies. Yeah, I love, like, that this season we got, like, girl nights. Like, I want to see them all back out together. Like, I know with COVID, like, they couldn't do it. But, like, I miss those scenes where they're all, like, having lunch together. Yeah. Or going out to the bar together. Um, And I want to just see, like, them just hanging out, yeah, at home. Like, especially I want to see for the first time to see Tim and Lucy actually hanging out at, like, one of their apartments. Or, like, the bar or something with no one else I don't need anyone else around them just them he's like asking about her day undercover or something I need it someone needs to write a fic about like 
Lucy undercover, but like her sneaking out to meet Tim like every so often. <laughs> so oh you God, can check out. I need that. Like I need that. Clandestine meetings. Um, so I think that we should get into the episode. Like recapping yes. it. Um, if you're still here for after all of that, all the tangents, <laughs> like bless you. <laughs> and buckle up because we're just gonna have more tangents, I'm sure. So um, we'll kind of start off with Tally on her foster brother, like the episode was mainly focused around like their problem spots, which are just felons that have been like released from jail. And, um, you know, they're just kind of like hanging out in these spots of town. So like each of the partnerships get assigned a felon and we see that Talia, Talia and John's felon is Terry Wright that they have to make voluntary contact with. So she doesn't give much of a, much of a reaction when looking at her sheet but her face says it all. So like, she looks nervous, um, which is not something that we're used to seeing from her, but like, she realizes that she has a connection with him. And as they like approach Terry, um, you know, he's kind of like, have I seen you before? And, you know, like, I just feel like I know you, but, um, you know, like going back to the district, you know, Gray's kind of briefing them and he's like, you know, if you see something, leave it alone, just observe and report it. Um, but you know, like it's, it's interesting because Tally is kind of, she's stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like, what do I do? Do I approach this guy and like arrest him or just like try and get him to do something bad so that I can't arrest him? Or do I just kind of let him go? Um, but you know, once we see Talia and Nolan like approach him, she plays it off. Like she doesn't know him obviously. And, you know, um, then like she reiterates that he has a second chance and he shouldn't take advantage of it. So now is when we see Talia, like why she was nervous during roll call after her assignment. Um, but you know, like she goes to see this man who we find out is someone named Dylan and he was her foster brother for a year. So he has, a, he has a history of running with Terry and she's always kept tabs on him, but didn't keep in touch because he has a criminal background. So like when she was applying to become a police officer, she couldn't just um, like note that on her form. Otherwise she wouldn't have been able to become a cop. So we got more tally background in this episode than we've gotten the previous like 17 episodes um but it turns out that she was taken away from the family that she and dylan were staying with and then you know they she was taken in by like you know she just left him behind um but the biggest problem for talia is again that she lied on her academy papers excluding that she had a brother with a criminal history um so now ia and the police commissioner are coming down to the station and you know like she, by the end of the episode like she's worried that they'll find out and she'll be fired so you know grace kind of like you've jeopardized your career you know you're kind of putting yourself and others into a bad situation so talia continues to dig for information on dylan and see if he was lying to her about staying clean but grace stops her and forces her to go back on the patrol so she ends up following Dylan after spending her time surveilling him. 
and then that's kind of like where we leave off um but you know we see nolan and bishop are outside of the building for nolan's arbitration because john nolan is getting sued which we'll cover in a little bit um but he's a little nervous and to keep his mind off of it he's asking talia who dylan is and she quickly shuts it down like he wants to know more about her which obviously i mean she's his to like she watches out for him in the field and so does he he watches out for her um but you know she says she doesn't know a dylan like you know it's none of his business anyway and she takes the keys and leaves him there going out on patrol more so once you know she is kind of on her own she follows dylan to a stash house and him and terry are robbing it and she tries to interfere interfere so the situation gets out of control she leads her and leads her to be handcuffed and thrown into terry's van um which is the abduction part of the storyline so after the boys engage in a gun battle dylan is shot terry decides that the best choice is now to execute talia and so he tells dylan to you know look away turn around um but you know talia is like i'm not she doesn't want him to shoot her, but she's also like, you know, I'm going to do what I can to protect Dylan. So she's taken to another location though. Um, and I thought it was interesting. I didn't catch it on the first rewatch, but, or on the first watch, but I did on the like second and third rewatch that she still had her body cam on and she was abducted. So, um, Dylan takes out like, you know, we see everything that unfolded. And we see that Dylan takes out Terry before Terry can kill Talia. Um, but, you know, like other people kind of like the rest of the team kind of rolls up on the scene after we find that Terry has been killed. Um, and Talia apologi- apologizes to Dylan for not always being there for him. And in the end, she has to arrest him because, you know, he killed Terry and, you know, now like he's the accomplice to the crime. So, I mean, that had to have been hard, like coming in contact with him for the first time in what we can only assume is years and then having to arrest him. Like that had to have been insane um, and just hard to, hard to do. But at the end of the episode, Talia comes clean with Gray about who Dylan is. And, you know, Gray says, my hands are tied. Like there's nothing more that I can do. And we just have to turn this information in. So that and then 119 we see like kind of concludes all the tally stuff um like at least for this storyline but it was just sad to see that like this was episode 18 and we finally got to learn more about talia but then season two rolled around and she was not there so i know it still makes me think like back to the beginning when we were talking about it like was this always the plan to like start to build up her backstory or was yeah. it because they knew she was leaving? Like I was thinking about that during the rewatch. Um, like she, she was getting the situ- letting the situation like get the better of her. And I was like wondering if like in another world that Afton was staying, would yeah. this have all transpired or if she would have just left it alone like that was it that one and only meeting with Terry Wright and not gone digging and not mm-hmm. almost um like obsessed over it to the point that she was like went to Dylan started following yeah. him surveying him um so I always wonder like 
where it could have led if it didn't lead here. And obviously we know that she had like a little thing where after her hearing um, with the whole IA thing, which I don't see her ever agreeing to that. And that's probably why she took the position in ATF. Yeah. Because she wouldn't have been able to stay a TO. Mm-hmm. But I also thought it was so sad, like how this whole situation with her and Dylan um, played out. Like I, like that part where he was like, I saved you, like, he, like save me now. Yeah. Always kills me. Yeah. Like, cause you, you just, it, you, your heart aches for these people because they grew up in these terrible circumstances and then they're torn apart and they only come back together and it ends up being a situation like this. Yeah. Well, even when she was like, you know, Dylan, it'll be fine. I love you. And, you know, he was like not wanting to turn around. Like that broke my heart because her voice, you know, like you could tell that it was kind of, it was wanting to crack, but she wasn't letting it. And it was just, it was a hard scene to watch, but, and then to turn around and have her arrest him. Like it was just, there was something like so heart wrenching about that because like you said, like you want to root for these characters, but then, you know, like, because they grow up in these hard situations, but like, they also have to follow the law. So. Yeah. I feel like Talia at that point is like, never going to forgive herself Mm -hmm. for what happened with him. Like, I feel like for the rest of her life now, forever, how long he's going to end up in jail or what happens with him. Like she's always going to blame herself for it. Yeah. Like she's always going to take that fault. Yeah. Even though it was a situation out of her hand because, you know, Dylan's a grown man. Like he could have made other choices, but then, like I said, like these circumstances, like that lifestyle, it's hard to get out of. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're in so deep. Um, but then we also had John Nolan being sued. So do you want to take that? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> we should probably start at the cold open which is probably one of the funniest ones we've had with John. Um, so, funny. so we find out that John was chasing a suspect and they ended up making like a beeline for nuns. And at first Talia was like, you attacked a nun. And John, of course, has the backtrack and be like, oh no. Um, so basically you see him, he's getting stitches. He's gotten, he got thorns hanging out of his forehead. <laughs> And um, Tali is like, you came back with a new hairdo and empty cups while I am always doing the job correctly. And um, of course, roast him. So she's at this point not playing around. Um, So basically he explains that what happened is he had to jump over a couple fences because he's trying to get away from a dog and lands in a cactus. I guess if the cop thing doesn't work out for Nolan, then he could always go into something um, with nature and agriculture. Cause we find him getting into these situations all the time, like yeah. getting chased by bees, landing in bushes and cactuses. Like, like he has another future out there. If yeah. this doesn't work out. He's got um, a third and of course John, Yeah. And of course, John is like, this is the lowest point in my rookie experience. Sorry, John, but there's still plenty of time still to ride the shame train. Yeah. Um, and so as he's saying this, a guy comes in, hands 
John an envelope. And of course, John has like this big dopey smile on his face, like, oh, thank you so much. And then the guy's like, you've been served. And it still doesn't click in his head until a second later. He's like, what? Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? And then so Talia, of course, is like, no, this is your lowest moment. And of course, she has her, um, her you're doing amazing, sweetie moment and takes yeah. a picture of Nolan with the thorns hanging out of his face and the jaw dropped. <laughs> and it's just so them. Like, it's yeah. just like en- envelops like their whole partnership perfectly. Well, and I love like the parallels because Lucy has had her picture taken by Tim, you know, and her like lowest moments too. Multiple times. Yeah. Like throughout the season. It's like not even once, but multiple. And of <laughs> course, like this, la- the, la- the last one this past season where he's helping Angela find a dress and that's all she's uh-huh. worried about. And then it just goes off the rails. It's just, but I she's love- also gotten him. Yeah, she has. So. I just love how like the TOs like roast their rookies. Has Angela taken a picture of Jackson when he was at like one of his lowest points? I don't think so. I don't think so either. No, I feel like they've more of like a pure, like it's more of like a friendship partnership. Like, you know, it's not so much like I'm your TO and you have to listen to me. Yeah, she's never really taken that stance. Only I feel like the only time she has is when um, Jackson was it when he became primary, or he was had he had to get the checklist stuff. Yeah, and he rolls up with the sunglasses, and that's when she like pulls rank, and she's like, "Absolutely not, take the sunglasses off right now." Well, and she kind of um, pulled rank, like obviously when he didn't shoot his gun, but I mean, she kind of had to right then, so. Yeah, I don't think that would be like a good moment to try no. to be like, click, this no. is your embarrassing moment. Um, so I feel like th- that like opportunity for them hasn't really come up. Yeah. Who knows I mean, it can still future. come up. It can still come up even though he's not a rookie. So it's still blackmail material. Um, and so now we get back to the station and we find out why John is getting sued because um, he pushed a pedestrian out of the way in the middle of a pursuit and Tim and Angela are there right by his side to be like, well, now you're officially a cop. We all have gotten sued before. And J- Tim especially has gotten sued like 12 times. <laughs> I want to know what he's gotten sued for. Same. Like, I can't, like, is it for pursuit stuff like I can't you know he wasn't sued for like a little like misdemeanor stuff or not misdemeanors but like little things that happened I mean maybe I feel feel like you're only sued when it's big stuff yeah I feel like he's probably gotten a little mouthy and he and Z like not on purpose but you know those kind of suspects where his temper was probably just got the best of him or situations like this where they're like, hmm, let me accidentally slip in front of you and blame it on you. Or yeah, let me jump out in front of the police car and you hit me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're always finding out these little scenarios of Tim and then getting nothing, nothing else from it. I know. Okay, I know that the show to- is about like John Nolan, but can we just make like the secondary main character Tim Bradford? 
I feel like at this point the fandom has made it that way and nobody Mm -hmm. can question it like it's just Um, like unanimously the second character like the second main character is Tim Bradford like I feel like that he's probably the most talked about yeah like during tweet like live tweeting like I feel like I like see stuff about Nolan but it's never um like worthy of tweeting about Mm -hmm. unless it's like a big storyline do you know what I mean yeah yeah like I feel like Tim no matter what Tim does like it's like interesting and yeah it'd be like ooh, is it almost like Tim can do no wrong a little bit like and obviously we know he can yeah and I feel like if it occurred to like on a, a like a larger level then obviously the fandom would definitely call him out on it but there hasn't been anything where he's been entirely wrong yeah I'm trying to think of any scenarios that happened in the show where he was like where it was like questionable I mean like no one really blamed him for the Caleb stuff because how would he have known that Caleb was gonna turn into you know a serial killer and stuff but he blamed himself for that and we all like yeah he, you know hurt like he carries that. that weight yeah but there's not really been anything to where it's like oh my god tim is like this horrible character yeah and i feel like even all the char- the main characters haven't really had that kind of no that kind of moment or we're like, oh, like this is not a path that you should be going down at all. Which is good for the fans because like we want to love all of them, but it's also like they should have flaws at some point. I feel like the one that we find the most flaws with is obviously John. <laughs> like <laughs> as a fandom, I feel like he's yeah. the one that everybody picks on the most. But like that's his character like even though you know everyone in the show picks on him right so it's easy to fall into that uh that routine I mean like when he becomes very like optimistic you know I mean even his TOs are like will you stop you know I mean even I get annoyed with it sometimes and I'm I try to be optimistic but I'm like all right there's a time and place for it sometimes it's not always like yeah realistic to feel that way yeah So yeah, so then um, when John is talking to Angela and Tim, Angela is basically like, that's why we have liability insurance. And so when they find out who his um, lawyer is going to be, Tim's like, oh, you know, you have a really good one. He saved my ass more than once, only to find out he's not with that lawyer. He's with the son. (laughs) So John gets paired up with the youngest lawyer which is hilarious because he's the oldest rookie and Talia um makes sure she mentions that to him so it's kind of a made match a match made in heaven yeah um you find out it's the lawyer's first case and of course John is like losing his mind over this because he's like this can't be happening to me like I'm I'm gonna lose this case like right off the bat like he's and it's so funny because it's, you know, it's a lesson to be learned here because you know what, Nolan should know better than anybody, like not to judge somebody, like a judge, a book by its cover because everybody judged him for being so old 
and he got and I don't know he probably should have been more aware in this situation but as always like if they're right off like they're aware right off the bat it doesn't make for an interesting story yeah so of course there had to be some um tension so of course John tries to get his lawyer switched and they basically tell him no like you get what you get and he points that out he's like you know they told me you get what you get and I used to tell my son that when he was little and not eat his vegetables and it's hilarious because for me I was a teacher to two-year-olds and literally that's exactly what we would tell them about everything like you get what you get and you don't get upset so yeah um of course the lawyer and then his name is Simon um Parks Jr so of course Simon finds out that Nolan tries to get him fired and telling him like, listen, I understand the situation. I understand your hesitancy, but I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Like, I know this, like back and forth. Like I grew up in my father's shadow. Like I learned every trick in the book from him. Just leave the case to me and like, don't talk. Mm-hmm. And of course, knowing John, that's nearly impossible for him yeah. not to get <laughs> involved. He like over explains a lot of stuff. Yeah, he always has like speeches for everything or experiences mm-hmm. for everything, which I guess with life it comes naturally. Yeah. But sometimes it's like John, in this one. just just keep it keep it to yourself. And just like a little sidebar to go back to like John's um, conversation with Talia, like I was thinking, I was like, we really don't give him credit a lot for being so smart because during that scene where they first um go see terry right like talia really does not give anything away like her no. face is very neutral her her tone is very neutral and yet john was able to like pick up that like mm, something's not right here like you're not fully telling me the truth yeah um so i just wanted to give him that little shout out for that because i thought that was really um interesting that he was able to um spot it so quickly and have the balls to say something to Talia about mm-hmm. it because up until that point, like he knows that he shouldn't be overstepping, but he does it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah he's kind of like, I know that I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm just going to do it anyway. Screw it. Like, you know, what do I have to lose? He definitely picks up on things that like other people don't want him to figure out. He's, he's observant in that way, which makes him a good cop. Yeah, because we find him a lot in these situations where um, you won't, you wouldn't necessarily think that he's going to be able to find a way out or um, find a solution. And he always does. He always picks up on people's, not weaknesses, but like that opening where he can get in and then um, solve it from there. Unless it comes to himself, then that never (laughs) works out because in this case, he literally gets played by the guy suing him. Like he's going along and the guy's like, I just, with a sob story, like, I just want someone to apologize to me. Like yeah. no one ever said sorry. And of course, John, cause he is um, very compassionate and yeah. he does have a lot of empathy. And of course he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like that's what you wanted. And then of course they're all like, oh my God, shut up. Cause then the lawyer's like, hmm. So that, because he agreed to it that he actually did push him 
let's raise the settlement price up. And of course the, the Simon is like, basically like, if you come back in here after this recess and say anything more, like I'm going to strangle you. Yeah. I mean, um, even the judge, so then, like, do you want to do my job for me? Like, you know, can you just keep it Yeah, quiet? he was, he was losing his patience with <laughs> Um, And then, so then you find out, you go, you, you know, they come back from recess and um, Greg calls Nolan and asks, you know, do you know where Talia is? Have you heard from her? What's, what may be going on? Of course, John has no idea what's going on. He's like, I haven't talked to her since earlier. And so Gray's literally like, she's missing and you need to come back to the station because we need to figure out where she is. Like we need all hands on deck. And of course, Nolan's like, screw this settlement, screw this, I'm leaving. Like I'm going to find my TO because that's more important than some lousy court case. Um. So that was really nice. And that's what ended up letting him win the settlement because the judge saw how much that he cared for Talia and he really appreciated what he did. And um, pretty much Nolan was safe on that. Yeah. Well, and then the lawyer, like after the fact, says like the lawsuit wasn't anything against no one. It was just against the uniform and that he should get used to it. And I don't know. I just find it like interesting because, you know, like a brand new lawyer says that to like rookie cop. But I guess if the lawyer, if like the son of like a, you know, popular, a lawyer for cops says that like he's obviously been around he's seen his dad do work he's probably heard his dad say that before so you know for him he's like I'm just speaking from what I've seen yeah then it happens more often than not just mm-hmm. because of it like yeah. that there's never a real case that it's just like oh you're a cop you have money you have this like I can yeah. get the city to pay me all this money and go on my merry way which is kind of really messed up but there are people yeah. out there that are so happy so yeah um I also found it interesting so like the rookie always has great guest stars obviously but like Greg Henry was the small claims like court judge and I don't know he just I mean I didn't think that he was that much of like an asshole like in the whole court stuff but he just plays characters that are good like that like and I'm thinking of Gilmore Girls obviously the rookie and like just a few other things that he's been in. I'm like, he just kind of plays that really well. I don't know. Yeah. Like the the snarky. Yeah. The snarky characters. Yeah. Who who gives no shit to anybody. (laughs) So then we have good old Chenford and, um, you know, I mean, obviously we have to talk about them because hello, this is Chenford talk here. Um, but we find out that Tim has been studying for his sergeant's exam and, you know, like they're walking down the hall and Lucy's like, what do you do in your downtime? And he says, work out. And, you know, she, she doesn't really like approve of that. And she wants to know what he actually does to relax. And he's like, I work out and don't say just because it has work in it, that it's not relaxing. Um, but, you know, she says he thinks, she thinks that he needs a real hobby and I mean, she's not wrong. Like he kind of does, but 
in that moment like she just cares so much about him and what he does like on his off time and I just love that yeah I know she like always cares about his overall being like not just on the field and I feel like that is because she's seen like those pieces of him with uh Isabel in the first season mm-hmm. where she's like slowly trying to like break away like the wall that he's built up yeah and um she just wants him to have like the best of everything I don't know I just think it's so sweet how much she like already cares about him at this point even yeah. though like we were like only been partners. yeah like they've only been partners for six yeah six months at this point yeah and she like will always try to have his back like no matter what with whatever yeah whether that's at work or at home um but then there's like one little moment where he kind of like pushes the door open for her well like he puts his hand on it and lets her walk in first and honestly like it's little things like that for me that just I fawn over for Chenford he's such a gentleman I love it and he kind of like motioned for her to go in first with his like head or something it's just so good but then like they're standing next to each other and tim and lucy's height difference again i'll never stop screaming about the little things for them like it's just so good i mean i i don't know i'm a sucker for a height difference in a ship and theirs is like unlike anything else so yeah i can't wait to see when they finally kiss for the first time <laughs> of how much Tim's oh, like gonna actually have to bend over well maybe i wonder she'll if we'll be get like behind the scenes healed. and they'll, they'll put like melissa on a on a box to heighten her <laughs> yeah um maybe she'll like wear heels or something i hope that when we get that scene we do get behind the scenes like melissa eric please give us the behind the scenes for that like for that episode because i need yeah and i need titus too i need titus to be over there with the tiktoks and yes doing doing their number one fan one do an updated mom and dad one like we need it Um, because you know he would be like flipping out just like the rest of us yeah i think we'll probably scream more about that scene than like we did with the fake confession and stuff like we'll just be clowning and fangirling over it it's gonna Um, be insane when they finally get together yeah like I can't imagine what the fandom's gonna be like it's gonna be like nothing coherent and just like a bunch of like exclamation points and yelling it will be let's just hope though that it doesn't get spoiled oh my god uh not to bring Chicago PD up, but that <laughs> last season with Upset, like we oh. waited four years for this. Yeah. And they leaked the kiss scene of them finally getting together. It was just such a disappointment because, you know, you look forward to this moment and you don't want to expect it. Like you mm-hmm. want to feel it in the moment that it yeah. first plays in the entire episode and not beforehand. And I really hope something like that does not happen with the rookie like we've had a pretty good run of not getting spoiled yeah with this show so i'm hoping it stays that way 
they don't send out screeners I don't think like the PD one it was a screener and it was from like a news source outlet that's not even like TV line like deadline nothing like that it was like some like off the not off the books but like um just like a blog it was like a little news source and they just decided to spoil that scene and like most of the episode like 90 percent of the episode and then people were yeah I feel like there's nothing not spoiled yeah yeah there's like nothing not spoiled like I feel like that that's like the difference between the Chicago PD fandom and the rookie fandom like if anything ever did get leaked I think the rookie fandom would be like okay guys like this is it if you want to see it like go in the dms only yeah stop spreading it and if you have already uploaded it delete it yeah and they would versus like the chicago pd fan was just like out of control and they just were like who cares (laughs) yeah i know i think like 95 percent of the episode besides for the case really was spoiled it was like all of the relationship stuff that was spoiled and people yeah even for berzak got spoiled (laughs) And people kept telling that account that was spoiling it, like, stop sharing it. And she's like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I was like, yes, you are. You're spoiling it for everyone. But I hope that whenever Chenford does become canon, that it's not spoiled. I don't think it would be, but who knows? Um, but anyway, so Tim is judging, Tim judging criminals is just always hilarious. Like the looks and the micro expressions that Eric Winter gives is, I mean, it's just the best. Um, I mean, like we've said it before, no one else could play Tim Bradford besides Eric. Like Absolutely no one else not. could do it justice. Um, but we find out their first suspect is poisoning her husband with rat poison because he was in jail and like got out and that was the whole point of the allure for her it was like he would never come home and you know she would just kind of live that married life um without him being there so suddenly Tim and Lucy have found themselves like in the middle of an D channel like true crime special because they're having to like kind of figure out you know what's going on and like why she would do that um but you know, I mean, again, any, any Chenford moment for me is just chef's kiss. Um, but then Nikki, you had said like Lucy having a favorite true crime podcast, like what yes, would like, she I could see listen her. to? My favorite murder. And it's like <laughs> one that is, I don't know if you've ever listened to it, but it's like these two ladies and they're freaking hilarious. And like, they just, obviously they go through cr- like certain crimes every episode but the way they do it is just like it, it it has comedy in it so it's not so brutal which I feel like would really speak to Lucy yeah because like I feel like she would like the true crime stuff but then like not want it to feel so heavy and so that's why I feel like my favorite murder would definitely be it and of course she forces Tim to listen to it because of course she downloads it onto his phone for him so that she knows that he has it. And that he can't get his way and be like, oh, I don't know how to work any of this stuff. And she's like, I do. Give me your phone. Yeah. And hooks it right up. Um, did you want to take the next part of Chenford? Yeah, sure. So as we go on, Lucy keeps bringing it back to the fact that Tim has no hobbies. 
and she calls him out again for having a single fo- focus and how that's not going to lead him anywhere good um, unless you know the focus is on her and so he pretty much is like telling her like shut up boot like I'm gonna live my life and Lucy's like mm, that's not good enough for me so she starts to get this you know look on her face like um once they get to their next um hospital not hospital call but like their next emergency so they end up at like a paintball outside arena type place yeah and um so through there you know she questions him like has he ever played paintball and he tells her no but like he knows all the tricks and his best strategies um and of course as he's explaining the strategies she's laughing and she's looking at him like he hung the moon in the sky mm-hmm. um and she gets that look where she's like after when he's talking like when she's looking at him like that but she always gets that look when she's almost scheming when yeah. it comes to him like she's like oh like I'm gonna keep this in my memory and it's gonna come back for a good use yeah. so um well on her little looks during like all of this like when he's explaining like oh you know they would go there they would go there that's like her Tim Bradford smile I feel like like she's definitely got yeah, a Tim they, Bradford smile that and her little twirl is yeah. definitely all Tim Bradford yeah <laughs> like that that constant parallel of her like anytime and it's always when Tim compliments her or says mm-hmm. something like that surprises her like that she's not like expecting yeah oh my god I just love it um so then like Tim out of nowhere when they're like he like snatches up a paintball gun like nobody's business and like just boom 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 mm-hmm. right at this guy that they're trying to find um and honestly what we we're expecting like it's probably what Tim did in Afghanistan while he yeah. was um on a thing and I wish we had more scenes of him with like a sniper rifle yeah like I know we had a couple but like I want to see him like full on with that gear yeah maybe like a thigh holster I love some but of those I need <laughs> it I need it and then like the ammo around his side yeah yep yep I need it like it's a look that I want but it has to be like him I don't know if I want it when he's wearing plain clothes or in like tack gear because uh, we're going to be getting tack gear again in uh season four from the behind the scenes photo of him and Melissa, yeah like Eric and Melissa I don't know I just love a good thigh holster <laughs> I mean he's got the long gun in that behind the scenes so like I don't know I need I I think I would like to see them in tack gear I think it would be it would be a good look it'd be a good look like yeah like true on blackout gear mm-hmm. would just be so sexy on all of them <laughs> like all of them yeah. not even just Tim and Lucy but like yeah Jackson Nyla. Nyla I'm not gonna go to say that I find John sexy because I really don't but like he would probably even look good in <laughs> Like Angela like would look good in it too. Yes. I was like, and they could they could make it work for everybody. Oh yeah. I mean, even Gray would look good in it. Yes, let's like I wish we could get more, like I said earlier, like we need more gray out on the field. Yeah. Like, don't like I feel like once he becomes if he becomes captain, like he's not gonna be as much. Mm-hmm. But 
writers don't do us dirty like that like so give like, it to us so i've said it before of like the rookie is not as serious as like other cop shows and stuff that we've watched i mean they they are like they their calls and stuff but they're not like doing raids and stuff i mean i guess they are just patrol cops but even them pat- some patrol cops probably do raids um i would like for them to almost like tackle more serious subjects and like go on serious calls in season four like get the tactical gear out get the long guns out like i don't know but then i feel like it would take away from the comedic kind of humorous tone that the rookie is uh brought in so um but i mean yeah like oh what go ahead no go ahead Oh, I was just going to say, like, I feel like the paintball stuff was definitely up Tim's alley. Like, you know, it's what he did in Afghanistan. Like, he was like a kid in a candy store, you know? He he really was, like, in his true element. And, like, out in the field, he's so cautionary and by the book. And so it's in these moments that we kind of get to see him, like, what he might have been like in Afghanistan like was he one of the like I don't think he was ever reckless but I feel like he might have taken more risk there than he did he does now for sure which is interesting because and like when he was in Afghanistan he had more guys like on his team and um wasn't he sergeant over there so he like had to watch out for more people than just one person in the LAPD yeah, I can't remember his rank. Like, that's, like, the one thing that I always screw up. Like, in any of the shows, like, I know we've talked about it, like, with Tim and then, like, Jay from Chicago PD and Eddie from 911. They're all from the military, and they all have different ranks, and I cannot, for the life of me, remember what they are <laughs> or I don't what remember, it means. I don't remember Jay and like, Eddie's, but I feel like Tim was sergeant but I could be mixing that up with the rookie and him taking the sergeant exam. Like, I feel like he was like higher up, like a higher rank. I know Jay was like a ranger, but I don't know what that means. And then I think Eddie, like, I don't know what his true blue rank was, but he just that he was like an army medic. Yeah. But like for Tim, I feel like he definitely was higher up but I don't know like the correct terms for it. So Google, well, fandom.com says he was a former army sergeant. And it also says he's awaiting promotion for Sergeant One, whatever that is. So he was a sergeant in the army, which just means like he had a bunch of people underneath him. So yeah. And so he, he did two tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. Again, this is fandom.com though. Like people can go in and edit it, but this is just what I'm working off of. So he did like, two I feel tours. Like that, yeah, I feel like that information though wouldn't just come out of nowhere. I feel like he yeah. might have mentioned it at least once in the show. And like it's just one of those details that gets lost. Yeah. But you know, uh, not to bring the badges back up. <laughs> But I was, you know who I was thinking of too, like on the badges, like certain badges, they have the stripes, but then they have like a stripe underneath. And I don't know if maybe that, like the stripe underneath, like the rounded part that completes the badge 
has anything to do with like that rank one rank two like for mm-hmm. the sergeants yeah but you know who also have the who has the three stripes athena on um, athena on nine one one. Oh yeah i was re-watching it last night and i noticed and i was like oh my god like maybe this is like a like what we're getting to is like yeah spot on well fandom.com also says that um in the episode clean cut he told lucy that he's been in the LAPD for 12 years and has been injured in the line of duty five times. This, and it is presumably including the time that he got shot in the pilot episode. Um, it man, also says, needs- so apparently him and Jay Hall said like to get shot. That's what I was going to just say. I was like, my man needs to stop being a bullet magnet. Like, what is life? Like, all three of them have put us, like, through so much trauma and getting shot. Like, I just want to know why I get, like, attracted to characters, to male characters that like to get shot and have been in the military. Like, really? (laughs) Um, I ask myself that all the time. I don't know. Fandom.com also says that um, he, like, one of his strictest, like, he's strict in that can stem from the sergeant position in the army, and that he passed the sergeant's exam and was planning to get promoted after Lucy passes her probationary period. So, season four, Sergeant Tim Bradford era. We're calling it. Let's go. Woo! Yep. Yeah, no, it served as a sergeant and squad leader in the army too. So two different positions, I guess. Maybe you start out as one and then you Mm -hmm. end up the other. Like maybe squad leader comes first and then sergeant. I don't know. At least we were right though about his, um, how many years he's been a cop almost. Like we did guess between 10 and 15 years. Mm -hmm. So it still doesn't tell me anything about his age though but the rookie start giving us birthday episodes (laughs) like season four could you imagine lucy brings brings tim a birthday cake (laughs) (laughs) he opens the box like like, nervously thinking it's gonna he'd be so scared to open it he'd be like i can't open it like you're gonna open it for me yeah because i can no longer trust you yeah um i mean i'm just gonna take what i can get so pretty much all the crumbs just give them to me like i will take anything a glance in the right direction someone else calling them out on their feelings like anything yeah yeah, I mean, he even had the line like, "This is amateur hour. I'd straight up murder these guys." I mean, that that is just like his time in Afghanistan. I feel like, like all of them being outside in camo, running around, you know, shooting paintball, and then he even like picked up the gun and just shot it like it was no big deal. I mean, which makes me think of um, two. It was it two three when yeah the bet when him and Lucy are trying to come up with date ideas and all his. <laughs> have to do with things like only him and Lucy would be able to do together and enjoy together like when he thinks of dates he thinks of Lucy but he does mention the gun range like I would love to see him in the gun range like he like just to see him go through like not even maybe like 
not a gun range where he's like there for like fun but like a training scenario with them like of yeah. him going through like a scenario and like how fast he like picks up the gun and like his aim is like spot on like I would love that I mean that's like one of my favorite things about like procedurals like those mm-hmm. kind of scenes just to see how like badass they are yeah even if he's just like shooting at the target just like boom 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 you know like we had one of those not to bring up PD again for like what the fifth time um but we had like a scene <laughs> or two of that in Chicago PD and I don't know I just thought that that was so cool and I don't know I'm weird but <laughs> no but it'd like be a good bonding scene like I don't even know even if he's not with Lucy like he could be with anybody I feel like he would like knock it out of the park and then just like brag about it <laughs> the rest of the time too yeah if he's over here saying like he'd murder people in, in the sport of paintball then he's definitely going to the gun range and being like I'm awesome and yep. Like y'all can't one, touch this right in the chest. So what do you think they'll give me? Like, you know, they even bet on it or something. Right. He like all of them betting. And then at the end, they all just hand Tim cash. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for that. Like, just give us a group scene like that. It'll be yeah. Fun. All of them at the gun range. Mm-hmm. Who would do the worst, not the worst, but like who wouldn't do as good as the rest of the gun range though? Like, let's figure that out. I feel like I have to say Jackson just because he has so many issues with like his storyline started out with like yeah. gun issues, like him not being able to shoot. I feel like, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's so easy. It would be so easy to just be like, oh, it's Nolan. But like, if we're going to switch it up a little bit, I'll say Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't know who it would be, but if I had to say anyone, I would think Jackson. Because I feel like Nyla and Angela are good shots. And yeah, Lucy like definitely probably has like practice. Like if I had to rank it, Tim would be first. I would go with Nyla second, just because she's had like experience outside of just being a patrol officer. Yeah. Um, Angela, Lucy, Nolan, and then Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I would put Nolan kind of down towards the ranking too. Only because I don't see him just like voluntarily shooting a gun. No, I think the only time like he he really went for it was like in um the season two premiere at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where he like just like went all guns out blazing and then of course we had that iconic moment of tim who literally just flew out of the back of an ambulance took a shot and hit her like obviously he's a good shot yeah because i know if i was coming out of a uh, like out of an ambulance like that after being like passed out. yeah i was gonna say it's not even like he was awake he was passed out but that's also like that one scene that we got of him, like, you know, he was watching the football game and then it was interrupted for the car chase and he just like backs out of his driveway and just like, you know, takes it down. I love that scene. <laughs> yeah, he just backs up, handles his business, parks his truck again, and then continues to watch the game. Like nothing ever happened. Yeah. Again, I feel like Tim can do no wrong. 
listen, he's perfect, even with his like imperfections. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like obviously he has flaws, but like everything else outshines that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so they're looking for their felon and they notice that he's in a spot with like a protected view of the course high ground which is a house um so lucy like walks right in and they're immediately under fire with paintball guns and they're not hit but the door is so tim like announces their presence says anyone else who fires is going to jail strict tim we love to see it like strict like you know stern voice tim please we need more of it in season four definitely yeah because he's like not that he's soft it like softened so much that it's gone Mm-hmm. but yeah it's not there as much as it used to be yeah like I love a good grumpy Tim moment you just like grumpy men <laughs> yes broody like oh my god I need to stop oh. yeah all my favorite men are broody and bullet magnets like that's just the description <laughs> if they ever look up Nikki's type in the dictionary that's gonna be it I feel like that should just be your Twitter bio now. <laughs> Broody and Bullet Broody and Bullet I mean, stand. And uh, if apparently you're not, former military men too, so. Listen, not to bring up a different show also, but Queen <laughs> of the South, like it's my favorite character on there. His name is James Valdez. And he was also in the like obviously he's a not a bad guy but is a bad guy because it's about the cartel <laughs> but like he also <laughs> was in the army and has gotten shot multiple times throughout the show so I really do have a type hmm this is maybe this is should be a little concerning to me <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> I promise I'm not looking for these type of men in real life. <laughs> no, that's why you have your fictional world. I mean, maybe a Tim Bradford or a Jay House said yes. I mean, honestly, all of the all three of those guys, like Eddie, Jay, and Tim, are all like they have such big hearts. So like yeah. they're not bad people, but I don't think I could handle them getting shot all the time. Like I would no. end up in a Looney Tune like <laughs> bin like I'd be no. like, I'm sorry. I need to, I need to go. I want their look. Like I want someone with looks similar to theirs and then the heart. I don't need the bullet magnet and like, you know, all of that. I just need like half of what they have. <laughs> Take the best parts of each character and snatch yes. them all into one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, Tim asks for the guy in the skeleton mask and shockingly he runs so tim snatches the paintball gun like we said earlier from the guy's hand and chases him just shooting him right in the back like it's no big deal so after he shoots the gun lucy looks at him like wow my man just did that he's so great i love him i need that moment gift can someone please give her look like because she i have she gives that look and then she's kind of like oh I can't be like so obvious about it I definitely will I'll have the down I don't know what I have downloaded for the show but I will put it on my list 
Thank Maybe you. that's what I'll do tonight after we're done recording. <laughs> Which at this point could be like midnight. Who knows? <laughs> um, because I'm I'm an hour ahead of you because like, I'm on the Eastern time. So oh it's almost yeah. midnight. <laughs> but that's okay. I my sleeping schedule is not good. Like I am that person that's up till 4 a.m. And then <laughs> it's so it's so bad. I stay up until one or two sometimes and I'm like, you gotta go to bed. Um, but then you know I'm, I'm watching on- another episode of Chicago Fire or something and I'm like, oh well. Yeah, last night I I was like, oh let me watch some of 911 because I I was gonna continue re-watching the rookie, but then I'm like, no, because I want to do it for the rookie rewatch. Yeah. So I ended up doing 911 and yeah, I think I was up to like four. <laughs> it's so bad. Because this is what happens when you have foot surgery and can't actually go to work and is on vacation. All time goes away. Yeah, it's fine. Just watching my favorite men. That's yeah, your favorite men get shot. (laughs) The trauma. Oh my god! At four a.m. too, nonetheless. Jeez. Yeah, the whole world asleep, and I'm over here in my bedroom, like crying and screaming. <laughs> I mean, that's how I am when I finish shows that have like very heartbreaking season finale or series finale. Somehow I finish them at 2 a.m. and I'm like, why do I do this to myself? And then you just kind of sit there and you don't know what to do with yourself at all afterwards. Yeah. You're like, do I try to go to sleep? Do I go on Twitter? Do I, what do I do? You just and then like you end up on Twitter. Them. Yeah. Well, and it's at 2 a.m. So you can't like text someone and like cry about it to them. So it's just like, I'm all alone in this. Just contemplating my life choices. Yeah. And it's, you always do it again. It never exactly. stops you. You just. Yeah. It's an endless cycle. <laughs> Somehow it's every single show that I watch. I end up finishing it at two o'clock in the morning. I don't know why. I just, it just it's what happens um but then like lucy looks at tim going back to the rookie yet again <laughs> lucy looks at tim with that like scheming smile of hers and it's at this moment that the paintball day is born and it's one of everyone's favorite gifts so she's determined um but that paintball date was so adorable like it's their just- first unofficial date it's such that a they don't know moment. what the date yeah and well and then when he's like okay on my count go you know and then they like put on their masks and she like follows him and it, it it's just yeah he's just smile I loved him smile in that scene because yeah. he's just so like you could tell he's like so carefree and happy and then you got Lucy looking at him and he's I just love those kind of shit moments where like the care one character is not looking and the other one's just looking at them with like the yeah. biggest hard eyes and like full of love and that's exactly what Lucy was doing in this moment yeah and then they just go off and like start having like all this fun together Mm -hmm. well and I love that like she had said you know you're having fun aren't you and he was like no like he instantly shut it down and like he refuses to admit anything like at that point in the show that anything any idea that Lucy has is a good one He's just so stubborn sometimes. I wish that like I could tone down my trashiness for this show. <laughs> <laughs> but 
it's just like I'm I can't help it I mean it's literally just like any moment of theirs I just like latch on to and I just oh I mean it's taken a life out like a take um it's taken a life of yeah whatever I could not get that sentence (laughs) my brain is melting because of censored (laughs) like Like, Tenford happens and nothing else goes on in my brain. Well, let me, like, <laughs> let me rot your brain more. Do you have any Tenford date ideas? Because I have, like, seven of them, so. Oh, my God. How about you go first? Because I can think about it now that I need to, okay. like, get a handle on myself. <laughs> All right, get ready. Because, like, Oh, this was from rewatching 203 and like honestly I just need this for Chunford. Well I kind of did say that I wanted them to go on a picnic together so, <laughs> Joe. so that's Joe. one idea. And Tamara can like crash it and then Lucy's like go away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I need Tim to take Lucy to a fancy restaurant like he did for Rachel in 203. Like someone tweeted it out this weekend and I feel like it might have been you and you know she was like all jealous and someone said don't worry Lucy like he'll take you there one day <laughs> I don't know if I if it was me but I definitely saw that tweet yeah, yeah. it's like she was so jealous it's <laughs> just like she was when um like in season four when he got the new TO she was yeah. like like a hawk on him yeah. like she was like noticing every single small thing that yeah. Tim did and it was like he didn't do that with me what is this and so of course what makes this moment even better when he goes when he she watches him at the restaurant is that she has the binoculars like yeah oh my god she's like so protective of him and like so in love with him and she doesn't even know it like she doesn't even know what she's doing um I'm not gonna lie but like I put myself into my feelings when I was writing these out so <laughs> Um, I'm thinking the next date idea, he could like cook her dinner, maybe like some Italian or something and have like a quiet night at his house. And like, just imagine the domesticness that could happen from this scene. Like, I don't even need it to be a full, like a full sequence, just one scene of it or something, but like, she'll obviously want to help him in any way that she can. So she like goes to grab something from the top shelf, but can't reach it. So she asks him for help. Oh my god, I would die for this. And he just like doesn't even say anything, just walks over and grabs whatever it is. Like um, even and then after dinner is done, or even while they're cooking it, like them sharing food, like him being like, Oh, try this and like feeding her the food. Oh my god, I would die. I would I need it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also thought like in 203, Tim mentions the trip to the shooting range, like we had said. Um with Rachel but that would be cute for Chenford and then like them going to dinner or get ice cream after and he just like rolls his eyes but caters to every single need of hers like he doesn't want to go get ice cream or dinner but like she does so you know that's where he'll be yeah like like we were talking about earlier like maybe they make a bet between each other and be like yeah. okay well if you win or if you make the most accurate shots then like we're gonna like if it was Lucy being like I'm we're gonna go get ice cream and then uh, who knows what Tim would come up with yeah he'd probably be like oh go home and watch a football game <laughs> with me and Lucy's like probably um, 
I don't know that Lucy would be a lover of sports like that. Like, I feel like if by dating Tim, like she would grow into it. Like maybe she would find that she only enjoys watching sports with Tim. Oh yeah. Well, that goes into my next date idea. Oh, I did. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned like football and I was like, she's raining ahead or something. But I thought like just going on. We're just on the same brain wave. We we share one brain cell apparently. <laughs> um, but I thought like oh, I was thinking this from the episode where or the scene where like he you know backs out of his driveway after watching the football game and just like takes down the car chase. But then also in what was it like two hundred seven or whatever that he's like helping the Rams or the guy from the Rams, like with the football camp, I was thinking they could go to a football game together. And like, she doesn't know the first thing about it, but he just has to explain it all to her. And she's just there for the food. And like, maybe the cute pictures of them. <laughs> okay. I just thought of two things. One, I would die to watch, see Tim coach like a little, little league football team. Oh my gosh. Like yes. if we're talking about Tim hobbies. I feel like this needs to be one yeah also like I need Lucy to get a football jersey with Bradford on the back like he did for those shirts with her picture (laughs) like to full on be like if I'm gonna do this we're gonna do it my way and I'm gonna go all out and I'm gonna have the most teen spirit you have ever seen of course Tim is like please do not do that like don't do that but then Loki like loves every single minute of it. Yeah. Oh, and then like she wants to take all of the pictures and he's just like begrudgingly like in every single one of them. Like <laughs> selfies, cute, like lovey-dovey pictures, everything. I mean, I'm here Lucy, for it. Any of these Lucy putting ideas. on the the war paint and then like forcing him yeah. to wear it too. <laughs> he makes it so cliche and stupid, but like he does it. Just because Lucy he doesn't forces, want to like hurt her feelings. Yeah, and then Lucy forces Jackson and Nolan to <laughs> to come to his game. <laughs> so he has like a whole team of like people rooting for him. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> well, my other cute date idea would be them like going to the gym and taking turns at the punching bag. And Tim just like gets to see how tough she is. Like obviously he knows how tough she is, but then he makes a mental note to never mess with her just because she like beats the crap out of the punching bag listen tim and lucy sparring both of them like hot and sweaty oh my god it'd be so hot (laughs) it wouldn't be i mean any of these date ideas like i'm here for hiking dinner dinner shooting range like anything i literally just need the two of them together with no one else around like no one else in the district it would never go wrong. Like they could just throw anything at Tim and Lucy together and we'll, we would eat it up. <laughs> yeah. I would take every single thing that they give me and never complain about anything ever again. No, I don't think there's anything in the show that I can even really complain about. Like there's never been like a bad storyline. No. Um, nothing like God, the rookie, you guys, the writers, shout out to you guys because it is phenomenal well and like the continuity that comes back to like they bring back old characters they bring up storylines 
other shows can't relate sometimes. So. No, they're too messy for that. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. I love it. Well, now we have Jackson and Angela. I mean, their, their storyline wasn't much. That's the, that's like the one thing that I have about this show is I feel like they don't give Jackson and Angela, at least in season one and kind of even in season two, like the story, the storylines and the time of like in the episodes that they deserve. I've noticed that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I, I can fault the rookie for that. You guys, mm-hmm. we found something. <laughs> <laughs> One thing. Not that we're looking for it. Um, no. Yeah, like the time timeline of the characters, like how much, who, no one is probably going to always have the right. most amount of screen time. Right. But everybody else, like for side character, they're not even side characters, I would say at this point, they're all mains, but yeah, they should all have like, more of an even balanced out uh-huh. screen time and yeah Jackson and Angela especially in this episode really didn't especially Angela we saw more of Jackson just because Percy was in this episode and yeah. some of the the outside situations with Jenkins arrest and um just Gray and Percy's relationship um we saw more of him but for Angela I feel like we saw her like a couple scenes and that was it like I almost yeah. forgot about the fact that we had Wopez scenes in this yeah because they were very short too yeah I know that's like the rookie I feel like almost does just a disservice to them because they have like one of the purest partnerships around I mean so do Tim and Lucy and Nyla and John but and Tally and John but like I don't know I just feel like they don't highlight Jackson and Angela enough and when yeah, they I feel do, like we it's one episode here or there. Like, I feel like we didn't get enough of them as partners. Like, I love yeah. that Angela moved up and she got what she wanted, like, out of her career, like, to be a detective. But I miss her on control, like, a yeah. lot. Yeah. I hope that she, she misses patrol and then, like, goes back down to it. Once she's rescued, has the baby, all of that, because that's happening. They're not, like, they, they can't hurt her. They just can't. I can't lose Angela Lopez. No, oh my God. Like, I can't imagine losing any of the characters at this point. Like, the show wouldn't feel like the show if we lost any of them. Mm-hmm. Well, and we're lucky because we haven't lost anyone since season one, like, of the main characters. And season one, we lost Talia and Captain Anderson, so... Well, by death, we lost Anderson, but we didn't lose Talia by death. Yeah, technically, I guess if they left Talia's story open, which I like love because then I don't think I ever see Afton coming back. Mm -hmm. But like on the off chance now that um, time has passed, like for whatever reason, if she ever chose to come back, like it would be open for her character to be because like, yeah she's only an ATF so there's so many scenarios in which her character can become relevant to the storyline especially if Lucy and Nyla are going undercover now like that seems to be like where the story's heading like maybe longer arcs especially with Lucy like it's always usually about drugs yeah that they go undercover for 
Um, but yeah, I mean, so like just the storyline that storylines that we had with Jackson and Angela, their released felon is a mom who had her family ripped away from her and she hasn't seen her daughter in at least 10 years. So she's like attacking the owner of the complex in hopes that he'll tell her where her husband and child are. Um, but she ends up getting arrested again and it doesn't sit right with Angela or Jackson and Angela gets the landlord to drop the charges. So, you know, she can get her life back on track. Um, and she also finds Stephanie's husband and child. So when he's ready, he can contact her. Um, this would have been a good storyline for like Angela in season three. I feel like, like before all of the Lafayette stuff just because she had gotten pregnant she had Wesley like it would have been really um it would have like mirrored her life kind of I mean I guess even in season four or two would be good yeah no I can totally see that because like once she becomes pregnant so now like everything this lifestyle comes into question and like she would never want to be separated like even with Lafayette like her son was such a big part of the storyline and Angela was like basically like I don't want this future for my kid mm -hmm. and neither should you like you should want to get him out of this <clears throat> but obviously we know what happened there yeah um and then we have Jackson and Percy and they initially have like a harsh conversation and Percy tells Jackson like he isn't ready to have man-to-man -man conversation but it's going to happen by the end of the day regardless because jackson's like becoming standoffish with percy and yeah this percy... is a harsh conversation like yeah percy like he's michael beach like oh my god he has such a knack for these kind of characters mm -hmm. like it's unnerving almost sometimes like how well he plays them um well and it was good to see him like on the good side like on the cop side in this yeah he's, in he's this like a, yeah it, but he always has like a hard not like a hard exterior like but he always has like that kind of um hardness to his characters even mm -hmm. if he even as like somebody on the right side of the law yeah so when he said this to jackson i was just like oh my god like if my dad ever said that to me <laughs> i'm thinking but then i'm thinking i'm like why would you say that to him like when you know like who your son is and he's probably not going to want to talk to you at, like yeah. after saying that like if i was jackson all my defenses would be up and be like oh no this is not happening but turns out that jackson has a conversation with angela where angela's like listen you either need to let it go and continue doing your job or you need to go talk to your father and handle this so yeah. eventually obviously um Jackson does go and talk to Percy and then finally tells him like this is why I've been avoiding you um so he brings up Oscar who you know claimed that Percy was dirty back in the day like planted a gun on him um and so Jackson really starts to question everything like oh is his father really who he is but I say like that this that original conversation where he tells like um Jackson like this conversation is going to be happening by the end of the day like really comes to bite Percy in the ass because when Jackson finally tells him why he's feeling that way he he goes like oh you're really going to do this on this day of all days well you kind of asked him to yeah 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, well, and Percy thought that like Jackson was all standoffish because he had like gotten back into the good graces with his mom. It's like that's stop assuming things. Because we see that later on too when he's talking to Gray, and it's like, dude, that's not a good look. Yeah, he wants to like the best for for Jackson, but he just goes about it the entirely wrong way. Mm-hmm. Well, and explains himself in the wrong way. Yeah, so eventually, like, he comes up to like Jackson as time goes on, and he apologizes. I wouldn't even call it an apology, to be honest. Like, he just tries to like be like, I never planted anything on him, and. Um, no one would ever believe um, Oscar in, in court and Jackson's like this has nothing to do with what would stand up the court like in court yeah. and so I don't know I feel like this really leaves Jackson at the end of the episode like really really conflicted yeah like um, I don't know I feel like sorry oh no go Oh, I was going to say, like, I feel like so much of Jackson's police identity has been curated around who his dad is. Like, overshadowed? Yeah, like, he, everything he does is, like, what his father would be like to live up to his father's, um, not iconicness in, like, (laughs) the police department, but almost, like, he's this legend, Percy West, like, how is Jackson ever going to live up to that? And then he finds out, like, um, hmm, maybe his father's not as sh- straight and narrow as he always thought. So, like, where does right. that leave him? Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting, like, because Jackson is the legendary, co- or not the legendary, that was the wrong, w- wrong word, the legacy cop. Like, you know, he yes. comes from a cop family. So, you know. He thinks that cops are inherently, I don't know, good, but also bad kind of. But then like, I don't know. It's hard to say with them. They really need to give Jackson more storylines. They really do. They do. But then like we also had. This next season. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I wonder if some of it will kind of spawn from the LaFiera stuff. Maybe. I hope so. Um, and we also had some of like this Jenkins arrest um, storyline and Gray and Percy West were talking about Jackson. It's not like a huge storyline, but we see it after the cold open. So, um, you know, everyone's like in the room waiting for roll call and, you know, they see that Detective Jenkins is being arrested. But anyway, like Percy asks Gray how Jackson's doing and Gray just starts to wonder like if it's a nervous father overstepping his boundaries or as head of the internal affairs so like we find out that at one point Gray and West work together um so you know like they're around the same age um presumably who knows but um yeah they said I think Gray said that they were rookies together yeah yeah but then again like we have John Nolan that's like a 40 year old rookie like <laughs> Lucy's like late 20s Jackson's early 20s so they could be I don't know I'm just like they've known so each other into for it a with long long time <laughs> yeah I'm just so into it with the ages I don't know I just need to know more backstory but um 
Percy is essentially asking about Angela and like her ability to teach Jackson things that he can't learn from the Rook book. And we find out that Percy wanted Jackson to be paired with Tim. Can you imagine that this... partnership? No. <laughs> I, I feel th- like uh, Jackson would have quit day one. Oh, yeah. Like, can I you think... imagine the, the gun thing happening with Tim? No. Tim would absolutely be like, get in the freaking car and don't get out. And as soon as we get to the station, you're quitting. <laughs> I just always think about the moment in the locker room you know when Tim like goes up to Jackson I'm like that right there I can't see that partnership happening but maybe if they were partners like that wouldn't have happened I don't know but apparently in the words of Percy Bradford is a known entity a cop's cop is what he says and I mean that that's a good thing right like Bradford is known you know people know Bradford and they know who he is and what he does um but what Percy says is not a good look he says with Angela he's wondering if she truly has what Jackson needs and my reaction is just oh you mean compassion and care unlike what you have I don't know it's like I I feel that like that comment it's like oh like because Tim is so you know not rough and tough but like in the beginning he was rough and tough by the book like everything had a purpose and where Angela because he knows that Jackson I guess is I would describe like maybe Percy would describe Jackson as soft yeah that someone like Angela who has those two qualities about her would not toughen him up to really know what it means to be a cop out on the streets like I feel like that's where it comes from mm-hmm. well and then I also think like did Percy not want Jackson to be paired with a female like did he want because does he think that female cops are soft and like they can't get the job done you know it's more it like cops and police officers are more of a male profession like is he very old school you know does he think that like women don't need to be in the police force I would think that's a good um observation of him yeah because even like with the conversation with Jackson where he goes you know back in the day this is how it was well you're not back in the day anymore like you need to like get with the times and so like I feel like yeah maybe he is still stuck in mm-hmm. those times and like how it was done then and like female cops were not um looked at or respected like they are now yeah um but you know gray tells percy that there's no special favors and gray said like he made that clear when jackson was assigned there too so that includes keeping tabs on him um and percy doesn't fail to mention that he outranks gray but it was good to see gray kind of like lay down the law um, and then their like exchange of is that understood commander and it is sergeant like their faces were so serious and they knew that each other meant business and I like how they had them kind of stand off with each other because it showed that no matter how good of friends they are like they can still be professional and work together true true um 
yeah like they don't let their personal relationship get in the way of the job that needs to be done yep um and then later on in the episode percy comes back to apologize to gray and he says it's hard having a cop for a son especially when you know what the job can do to him and how it and the effects that it has so gray just immediately accepts the apology being the bigger man and saying you know it's water under his bridge so but then kind of going back to the whole detective jenkins thing just as percy is about to leave he tells gray that he needs to make sure that his officers have everything covered and leave nothing to chance because the brady list and detective jenkins stuff isn't going away anytime soon um, and it could lead to independent audits, review boards, and interviews with the police commission board. So, like, ultimately, make sure that nothing can come back to hurt you or your officers. I mean, at Which least... unfortunately... You... Oh, yeah. I feel like we keep doing this. I am so sorry. Um, unfortunately, Talia, at mm-hmm. that point, is the one to come in. So I wonder if, by her doing that and going to tell the truth, to gray and him having in the hand like turn that information in if they ended up having to go through all of this like obviously they're not gonna spend airtime on it um yeah. but i wonder if like we did focus more on gray sometimes if we would have seen this backlash from talia's decision yeah i know it would have been interesting to see you know like in season two like you know how in other shows like we'll see kind of internal affairs and like the higher-ups come after the sergeants and stuff like we don't see that in the rookie it would have been interesting to see that in season two definitely um but yeah i mean like i don't know it's just it's in like at least what at least percy west told him that you know i mean he could have been like I'm not going to tell him anything and just let him like kind of but I also think it was kind of Percy saying like I don't want my son to get jammed up in all of this yeah it was a way to look out for Jackson and have make sure that Jackson's ass is covered in case something goes down with this whole department and he doesn't lose his career yeah did you want to cover the Wopez stuff that's like the last thing we have to talk about I promise <laughs> um let's just start out by saying that their sexual tension is amazing (laughs) when they get um they get to a lot of flirting this episode um so pretty much jackson and angela bring in a suspect who's robbing a convenience store um this is this suspect is something he's got marker all over his face so the cashier (laughs) wouldn't notice him even though they're friends i think marker on somebody's face is not that good of a disguise but that's the fun in it all and um to top it all off he uses a squirt gun as his weapon (laughs) and the only thing he took was twenty dollars from the register because that's what pd owed him which was um so obviously he asked for a lawyer and angela looks over to wesley in the lobby and thinks well, we got one for you. And I think she had a little bit of another reason for bringing Wesley into this interrogation. Yeah. And um, so when they're all in the interrogation room, Angela is playing footsies with Wesley at first. Mm -hmm. And obviously he becomes all flustered. But then at some point, Camel, who's the guy that they arrested, 
gets his foot in between and so Angela starts playing footsies with him instead (laughs) like I feel like this is that like was such a good comedic moment for them um and obviously Wesley and Angela's banter are always like spot on and cute um and then obviously going back to the case like Wesley's like this sounds like a harmless prank like he barely stole anything and instead of looking um, at the suspect and actually paying attention to what's going on. She's too busy making hard eyes at Wesley. <laughs> and to top it all off, after the case gets handled in the meeting with Camel, Angela looks at Wesley and is like, if I let him walk, what do I get? And it cut to them making out in the storage room. She tells him that she has 15 minutes and his response is, don't worry, I'm good under pressure. Um, hello. 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 They're the only like canonship, obviously, that we have to latch on to. So like I am just taking everything that I can get. This moment was so good too. Cause you don't really always see like Wesley's um not confidence, but like he's always so laid back and like mm-hmm. and in this moment he was like, Oh no, like you're the thing that I want and I'm yeah. gonna make it happen. Like it, it was very hot of him. <laughs> I hope that in season four, we see him in the show a little bit more, like, because of the Wopez baby, but we've seen it in other shows that they don't make kids, like, as much of a priority. I mean, they don't really in the rookie anyway. Like, we have Lila and Henry, and we've had storylines based around them, but not that much. Um, yeah, it's usually, like, an episode that's dedicated to them, and then we don't see him again for another 10 episodes. <laughs> yeah, but, like, also like with Sean being in other stuff I mean I can see why you know he can't be in the episode all the time unfortunately but uh, I, I would hope see more yeah. Leslie yes like season four like I want like a throwback to um when they first moved in like with the grilled cheese situation in the shower yes. like can you imagine what he's gonna find from Angela now that they're both like getting no sleep because of the baby mm-hmm. oh my god it's gonna it's gonna be hilarious like I feel like we need moments like that yeah uh I just I'm so you know how people say that they watch like tv shows for the plot well I watched the rookie for Chenford Lopez and Nyla like that's my plot I wish I could say I watch shows for the plot, but it's definitely <laughs> for the ships. It's definitely for the ships, or at least a character. For the ships like, and the angry, broody men. Don't call me out like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I'm calling myself out too because we watch a lot of the same stuff and have a lot of the same like ships favorite characters. So. <laughs> I mean, we're like literally one and the same. It's too good. Like too good. you just writers have to know that, like, yeah, the plot is what maybe like people get first interested in mm-hmm. and like tuning into the show, but it's definitely not what keeps people around. Yeah, it's definitely the characters and their and the ships and the development or lack of the development plot, sometimes. Because plot doesn't always keep you invested, right? especially if the show goes on for so many years like you know they repeat storylines or whatever but like it's the character development or lack of in some cases and then you just like form your own thoughts and like headcanons 
but like it's also just you know the different kind of backstory things that they bring up so yeah but I don't think that we had any other notes on this episode we've went off on a lot of tangents and a lot (laughs) and made ourselves look like um idiots sometimes so yeah we hope you enjoyed Listen, this. We're just taking a book out of John Nolan's or a note, <laughs> a note page Wait, out of oh John Nolan's God. book. <laughs> yeah, a page out of John Nolan's book and being clowns, clearly, because my brain is melting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like this, yeah, this has just been one interesting, like, you know, just podcast episode. We've just, went off on a lot of tangents um, and spent a lot of time on the news segment. So yeah. Um, But if you have made it this far again, bless you, like, because you're a real fan of the rookie and of shop talk. So you can find us on Twitter at the shop talk pod underscore or email us at shop talk, the rookie podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts. Um, if you have any, if you would like to scream about Chenford in our DMs, we're here for it. Um, and you can find us individually on Twitter as well. I'm at jsarcade04 and Carrie is at Carrie Hyman. Nikki, did you want to share your Twitter account? Yeah. So you can find me at Halstead Sass um, with an I. So Halstead instead of an L, it's an I. And you can find me on Tumblr under the same username. Um, and make sure you check out our T public store. If you want some rookie merch last week, we collaborated, uh, we released some merch designs that we collaborated with, uh, cat at cause our sis Epic on Twitter. And she helped us design some awesome merch, like a cute Chenford family one and just Chenford quotes again, because we're apparently a Chenford podcast now. So um (laughs) but next week it's an Angela appreciation week and Carrie and I will be covering one of her big episodes so we will talk to you guys then bye bye go get him boo